Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday the 10th of March 2012. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today from our new location in Cambridge, which is my new flat, uh, Robert Kemp. And Zachary Burgess. <laughs> on the squeaky couch. Yeah, pretty squeaky, but a bit more room than the, on a... Indeed. Yeah. It's quite comfortable, but, uh, but I, then... I almost feel like I can fart the alphabet out of it. <laughs> Every letter sounds the same in that alphabet. <laughs> it's a very easy language. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the best <laughs> for communication. It's easy to learn, but not much, not functionally quite. <laughs> the, answer, <laughs> the answer to every question is. <laughs> uh, how do you pose a question? <laughs> yeah, indeed, it's all about facial expression. Because <laughs> that comes across well on the microphone. Yep. So yes, you're getting more cast than you're used to. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Bonus Apparently. cast. Bonus cast. So yeah. And uh, is this the first... Uh, you may have just heard our new intro for our... Uh, you might have. But you we might have. have. <laughs> we were not sure because we put that on in post, obviously. <laughs> do it live. <laughs> oh, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, this may be season three of the Soundcast. Woo! Woo! Two whole years. Oh my gosh. Over 50 episodes. That is quite a lot more committed than I think I, we, I think we, we all be. expected us yeah. to be. <laughs> so I think huge success. And uh, yes. But uh, the top that, ladies? We're committed. <laughs> huge success. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to bask in my huge success. <laughs> yes. Uh, or we have so many listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. So many of them female, of course. <laughs> So anyway, uh, now what, what's the topic of this podcast again? GDC. <laughs> G, G, what does a G stand for? Game. Games, it's about computer games. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I forgot that. I couldn't right. think of something hilarious that G could have stood for in those three seconds. I was like, oh no, I'm going to... You were God, trying really? to play the uh, 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 the game for, with the uh, license plate. Yeah, the license plate. You have to make up an acronym for every license plate. Oh man, I saw a license plate the other day that was Z something Z. And I was like, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you play the game like subconsciously every time you like see a number plate? No, I just remembered it that one time because it was Z something Z and I was like, that would be impossible to do in the game. <laughs> zebra fucking zebra. <laughs> oh, didn't we have some like house rules that like V always stood for Vols? Vols. That's mysterious. <laughs> GDC then. GDC. Oh yes. Great dangerous cock. Yeah, that's a classic <laughs> Rob Rob one. Involves <laughs> cock. Involves yeah, something rude. I remember Giant dirty crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember him seeing WBJ on the road and just saying, what big jugs. <laughs> <laughs> about ten years ago, probably. <laughs> anyway, we haven't really moved on, have we? No, we're still sad casting. As much as things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> that was nearly the right phrase. Yes. As much as things change, Rob's words are wrong. <laughs> or wrongs are words. My wrongs are definitely yeah, words. Wrongs are words. Yeah. So GDC, what does that actually stand for? Game Developers Conference. Hey! And Game Dirt 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 There's no C. That's a lie. The cake is a lie. It's not Go deprive carp. <laughs> <laughs> I shall. <laughs> Mexican balls are deprived cards. 
<laughs> so any news from GDC? Some. <laughs> Anything we want to talk about? So yeah, we should follow up on last episode, I suppose, with uh, the SimCity trailer. Ooh. Not a trailer. Yeah, it's a bit of a dip, really. Change the thing with no gameplay footage. Yeah, I mean, obviously the gameplay footage doesn't. I've seen some gameplay footage. It's just got it's got preliminary art, so or it looks a bit shady, but it is real get in-game engine stuff. Mm, they know. had a bad. Yeah, I don't know if you call it gameplay even then. Like it's footage from the engine. Yeah, okay, it's not gameplay. <laughs> it's more like debug footage. Yeah, but it was kind of interesting. They've got these kind of this concept of agents that can travel along any transportation network. And so it's not just cars that and people, it's also messages. Like so so when a house sets on fire it sends out messages along all the transport routes to to find a fire station and stuff. So they <laughs> when you like phone someone. Well that's what they represent. <laughs> the courier, my house is on fire. Yeah, but you can't see them, they're invisible. No, I know, they but represent the phone Yeah but the phone <laughs> network presumably acts a lot faster than some guy you're driving down the street. That's how fast they, they make but the when they say transportation networks I mean, like it actually just not using a transportation network uses the power grid or something. Yeah, to maybe. Find the, a, yeah, find some kind of decent route. So if a, if a house is on fire and without power, it's probably fucked. I think they use that well, agent stuff for transmitting power. Anyway, as well. though, does it? Because... Well, yeah, because you tell the fire yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> go. It's like I can see the fire from my observatory unless it doesn't notify you until it like. Receives the yeah <laughs> until a fire station receives the information it doesn't notify you but if you see it you can probably you can probably get just in means there, there's yeah. a random delay and they're trying to fancy it up <laughs> totally unnecessary that's absolutely yeah fair enough yeah I don't know quite possible yeah it does sound weird doesn't it because if someone would have a mobile <laughs> you know if yeah. it's like maybe maybe if you're like back if they're like modelling like historical cities or something and you're like building in the 1900s or something obviously where mobiles don't exist then this would probably make sense there would probably be a delay. But as soon as you get to the modern era... Well, SimCity like... has always been sort of 1900-ish. As well, that's starts. not the traditional, traditional date, but that doesn't mean anything. Well, it's the gridish, it's American-style grid-based cities, is it? Although it's changing, isn't it? I mean, it will have well, more curvier streets. Supposedly. It is probably 3D, right? Yeah. Obviously. This time. Yeah, for the first time. Not sure that's really going to help them much. I guess it will. I guess it probably will help with curvy roads because if you were on like a, if you were in a fixed perspective and then you had a road that went straight through it, it would look really awkward. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the diagonal roads in SimCity Four were, were already quite awkward. Yeah, they were because you could never because it looked really weird because it wasn't isometric. It was like orthographic or something that mm. went in SimCity Four, so it wasn't actually on the so diagonal roads looked really crazily. <laughs> yeah. But with this, you can actually properly recreate real cities like New York without, even though that's grid based, it gets really narrow at the tip it has of that island. Bins, yeah. yeah, and now you can put those in or have them modelled or maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We shall see. What in reality, you'll probably just end up making grids that make the school districts overlap with the fire districts. Or yeah, but now if you can make curved, you can make them fit exactly on the edge oh, of yeah, the circle. Yeah. It's be like round. <laughs> you won't have to have those dodgy like the corner yeah, yeah. where it's like. <laughs> Residential on three sides, and then a little bit of commercial in the corner <laughs> where the school yeah. doesn't reach. Yeah, the school doesn't reach. Yeah, <laughs> genius. Oh, the town planning. And those, but the, yeah, but the preciseness of those radii never really made much sense. No. That is. Well, if they wanted to be fancy with their agents, they, then that should work on... It's like when you put a school down, it should like send out invisible agents and calculate the actual distance the school zone should reach from well, like the capacity of the road network or something. That's probably how it would work. That sounds like yeah, a good idea. That's a good use of it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, then 
But that'd be really, that's then, actually quite complicated though. But then and the, I'm not convinced yeah, that they're going to be this. making a really complicated. But then they shouldn't, school, the school shouldn't have like a limited range anyway. The capture zone should be like, they'd go to, like, where the population sort of would try to automatically go to the nearest school, whatever that is, and they'd just get more pissed off if it's far away. Yeah. yeah you yes. know, it, should, it shouldn't be based on a strict, here's a circle. <laughs> we can deal with everyone inside that circle. Yeah. You know, if they're going for the realism approach. Well, it also makes for better gameplay, so it's win-win, really, yeah. I think. I mean, it's easier to manage. It's more intuitive if when you're designing the city, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah it sort of doesn't make for better gameplay, because then there is nothing to do. You just put a school down. <laughs> yeah, but you could identify, like, hotspots where, like, there was a problem where yeah. you didn't get enough school. I don't know. If you spe- if, I mean... It would just be, like, the... It would just be another, like, commute time... Counter basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the school run time. Yeah. But it was a bit silly in SimCity for like how it just came it was a game of interlocking circles basically. <laughs> like if you wanted the maximum growth, it, and it, it didn't make interesting cities though. You know, when you had a really cool looking uh, city on an island that didn't look like it, it, it did any of that stuff. Well, it's because you had to work within the constraints ingeniously, and yeah. that that, that island the city did just have. It had, like, the schools around the edge and then the commercial in the middle, because I was trying to make a proper city. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it nearly worked. And then, of course, in the classic city for style, it mysteriously stopped working at some point. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I hope they make it... Yeah, that's just my biggest thing, is I hope they make it clear of why cities do and don't work. Yeah. Feedback. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a bit of a... You know, part of SimCity's charm was the uh, experimentation element, wasn't it? Yeah. There's a certain amount of trying to figure it out. But, you know, as in the scenario that Zach says, when it just suddenly goes wrong and you're in a sort of downward spiral, mm. it's like, and you're not really sure why you're in yeah. a downward spiral, just all of your, like, demand meters that they've had for years just suddenly drop off the bottom of the scale and you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? Did Was there, like, a paedophile outbreak or something <laughs> that the game can't tell me about? And it's... <laughs> Apparently it might even have, a, in addition to the disasters, it might have, like, superheroes. No, really. That's, that's, they've already said that's going to be like the day one DLC or the limited or limited expansion oh, or whatever. Fuck that! Oh, that's ridiculous. God damn, I hate day one DLC. But it sounds retarded anyway because it's like, wow, oh, you can build like a superhero base and a supervillain base, and then like the supervillain base causes a problem, the superhero base solves a problem. So it's like, just don't build the supervillain base. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just sounds like a weird, like a really weird police station, basically. Maybe it makes money though. Somehow. Well, I mean, the, they they used to... They, maybe the supervillains have to pay tax. They used to be like... Like a, an epic tax, like robbery tax. Well, they didn't used to be... <laughs> like, like, you're allowed to rob shit, you just have to pay us for it. Because you could build, like, a supervillain base before. I'm not sure whether it was actually in City 4, because I never got it. But it was one of those... It was one of the buildings that you got if you were doing shit, like the army base. Right. It's like if your bank balance is going down, they're like, "Do you want? Do you want us to pay you like five hundred quid a month to build an army base and create a whole shit ton of crime?" <laughs> but it will help your funds. It's a bit, um, you know, no, it's not really politically correct to say that army bases cause crime. Which like universities did as well. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's probably more realistic. <laughs> I don't know. Not because of the students, though, but because students are target. Yeah, presumably. or build a nuclear missile silo. Ah, the classic. <laughs> well, not really a nuclear missile so I guess. A missile sign of some kind. Why would you need one if it wasn't a nuclear one? It fires missiles occasionally, and then sometimes they come down and blow up. 
Will they like simulate, <laughs> will they like simulate like proper nuclear blasts now with fallout and shit? Uh, I, th- I don't think they'd go that far. Well, they have to explaining nuclear power stations before. Yeah. I'm not sure they don't need to simulate it very much. It's mm. like anything nearby gets blown up and then yeah. some random fallout is. Yeah, that's right. This. Yeah, that was good enough. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I have fairly reasonably high hopes for. I just want to play some more Sim City. Well, yeah, exactly. A more yeah. Sim City game. That yeah, works. I That'd kind of do, and I, 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 you know, as as you say, it's good that there's more Sim City coming. But at the same time, EA's recent track record never fills me with hope. No. Well, it is Maxis. It's not like some random studio has been given the nice. Deal. Yeah, but no Will Wright or ever any longer. Yeah, well, but what's he done lately? <laughs> He made Spore, and that was weird. And Yeah, but that wasn't his fault either. That was <laughs> because of... EA. Yeah, well, right. sort of. What's he doing now? I don't know. Some project. He's left. <laughs> He's gone somewhere else. Like Peter Molyneux. That's the, yeah. that's the other news. Yeah. Yeah. No more Molyneux. But the question is, is like... Is he, we, do something we, awesome now. Well, <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. Does this mean Lionhead will get better? Or worse, does this mean Peter Molyneux will weirdly start another studio? Well, he has already. It's got some dumb name, like 22 Crows or something. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. So Peter Molyneux left his own studio to create his own studio. studio. Yeah. He already did it once. He left Bullfrog and he made Lionhead. Mm. Well, Bullfrog kind of was shutting down anyway. Yeah. It was being taken over by EA. That's right. <laughs> and he was like, no, Microsoft. I guess. Mm. When did Microsoft come in? Probably when the Xbox. Because Lionhead must have been pre-Xbox. Yeah, it? Lionhead were ages ago, weren't they? Black and white and Black stuff. And white, it was yeah. a long while before Xbox. Yeah. Man, that was all. First black and white. It's, no, it would, it's stop, not I'm going to have to game. stop you right there. Everything Lionhead and Peter Molyneux does is, and we've talked about this I a know. million times before. It is, it is the field of broken dreams. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, although Fable, apparently, like Fable Two is a good game. It just doesn't interest me. Yeah, but I think and it's then a Fable Three, they title. kind of messed up the uh, yeah. mechanics. So it's not like a yeah, it's like not... took everything that was good about Fable Two and then raped it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it breaks people, man, and it broke that game. I was, make, I was just going to make a comment there, but then I just said, yeah, that, just was, that was me trying to bring it back in a sort of political correct. And you said it breaks people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> you really badly failed, basically. Yeah, epic fail. Aww. But anyway, <laughs> but yes. So Lionhead, what were they doing? Well, they've still got the black and white license, I presume. They can, like, I don't know. Black and white well, maybe they can great. fulfill all the promises. <laughs> I don't think they can. Maybe Lionhead yeah. will they, they don't want to fulfill Pete Wallaby's promises. Now that he's gone, they're probably like, oh, thank Jesus Christ, thank God. We wait, don't have to wait, try wait, wait, to wait. live up to the expectations. Because it's like, I got the impression with Fable 2 that, like, like they were like, oh, okay, we want to make like an actual decent game. So what we'll do is we'll make this decent RPG thing that's maybe a bit bland, but we'll put our stamp on it and stuff. And then Peter Molyneux can concentrate on a fucking dog. <laughs> he can just talk about dogs all day. And there's a dog in the game, and the dog will come up to you and like, and we'll just make that one feature just for him, so we can shout it at him. <laughs> and then we'll actually just make a normal game and to go along with it. Do you think he's actually somewhat crazy? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got, he's got, he's got a few. Issues. He's not crazy. He's just. He doesn't really like. It, I think it's a fluke how successful he's been in some ways. I mean, I, I think even the stuff like Dungeon Keeper, it's like 
did how much did he really do like to to shape that game? Mm. What did he come up with that was that was Peter Molyneux? I mean, that true. was a good game because Peter Molyneux kind of puts his his stamp is the morality thing, isn't it? And yeah, the, and the kind of if and the sort of you feel can, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the, you can Comedy. be whatever you want kind of thing. You know, the, you know the gay yeah. marriage thing, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he doesn't... Think of do, gay marriage for games. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, that's in, in The Sims, but it's not as... It hasn't got the flair, does it? Or the, or the humour, you know, because in The Sims, they just have a sexuality. There is no, there is no marriage, gender there. marriage. Just like, they just have a bed. Yeah. And, you know, that... that is... There is marriage, isn't there, Sims? Probably now. children in Yeah. Too. <laughs> Probably is a Yeah. But even in the first Sims, you could, like... You could have it. Yeah. <laughs> That was about as far as it went. It didn't really have like a term, was it? You were just in a relationship, and uh... yeah, but there was no sexual orientation, was there? Like no. anyone could get with anyone or whatever. Even the pizza boy, have you seen? And the milkman. In the advent one, it was the American style. Yeah. Did they not have one? In the Sims. I'm just saying they could if there was one. Americans don't have. They no, they probably don't. They don't have door delivery. No, no they, they have to go to the grocery store. Go to the store. The corner shop. Hmm. So, yes. Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux. Sim City. Which appears like it might just be called Sim City rather than Sim City 5. It is, isn't it? They already announced that. It's the oh, Sim City. Yeah, retarded. Oh. They should, I like that joke. No. The joke. <laughs> <laughs> Every uh, game is doing it. Yeah, it's getting really annoying yeah, now. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like I, I think at least that one, the gap for that one has been like ten yeah, years. Been it's like that's fair enough. I, I really don't like that because it, it's I don't know. It it's it's like when you talk about films or something and they reboot a film, but then they call it the same name as the one that went before it. It's quite a different film of you know like Star yeah. Trek for instance wasn't it it's like yeah yeah Star Trek it's just changed the name of the first film well it doesn't actually because that one it? was called Star Trek the motion picture <laughs> big letters for some reason alright which yeah, case that's like, or something yeah I don't know oh, yeah, which case that's fine I'll let that one go but you know when, it, when it remakes are one thing but when it's a completely new thing don't, just don't use a name you've used before that's just rubbish I don't know. I just don't like it. It's, yeah. it's like it's like I mean, Apple. It's like Apple calling the iPad the iPad. You know, yeah. like it's, rather than iPad three or yeah. even iPad HD, which is a, that, that rumored that obvious awful name. name. Yeah, but but like iPad three was fine. Because like Syndicate, that's going to get confusing. Now it's fine. It's like yeah, the new Syndicate or whatever. But like in two years' time, we'll, be, we'll say you know in Syndicate and we'll be like did you mean the Bullfrog game or did you mean the game from last year yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, because the, the game from this this new game isn't like important enough to over, override the old game but it's not bad it's, well, like, no, it's, it's not bad but it's not like super like probably the same thing is going to be happen with XCOM where it's like well, if you say XCOM know. you'll still automatically think of the old games well, no, 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 yeah it's weird though isn't it because they've, they've, they've carefully avoided the problem no, they have to a degree because the first one was UFO Enemy Unknown and the new one is XCOM Enemy Unknown. But then in, there's the other in, game. In America, then there's the other one just though. called XCOM where there isn't, there hasn't been a game just called XCOM. In America it was called XCOM, I think. The first one? Yeah. Maybe. UFO is the English version. Oh, is it? Yeah. That, uh, but it's a British game, right? Yeah. So. So we were right. <laughs> <laughs> they must have had to rename it or something. But yeah, 
XCOM's a better name anyway, so. <laughs> it's quite a generic name. Yeah. UFO. Yeah. XCOM's awesome. The only thing that they're doing is like, there's no dash. That's not how they're distinguishing it. But yeah, you can't say a dash, so it doesn't really help. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. That is slightly Oh, I see, so it's no, no X dash com, yeah. Yeah. But the Which of those is even right? I prefer it with a dash. What does the X stand for? Something extraterrestrial? That doesn't start with an X. <laughs> well, it's X like the X files, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait. We, we all know it stands for xylophone. No, yep. Oh no, <laughs> I didn't like turn it. off my screensaver. Let's hope this recording hasn't just stopped. No, let's continue to talk as if it has. I need oh, that screensaver. Oh yeah, you can Google for it. It's one of the top results. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just so you know, listeners, that was an album art screensaver like the one you get on Macs, but on Windows. So you just Google that, and then you can. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a bit more interesting than the Windows ribbons yeah. that I still have. I've managed to get it expanded across my with Optimon across all three. Optimon, uh, all three uh, displays. So it's like Mondotron. Yeah, it's pretty good. Optimondotron. Trondo. <laughs> Trondo. <laughs> So, yeah, is that the end of the news? No. Well, no, it was plenty, isn't it? We should talk about uh, Quantic Dreams tech demos at GDC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I showed you guys when I turned up. Yeah, indeed. Having watched it. So facial tech plus yeah. sort of just motion capture tech. And gen- oh, yeah, it's using what well, you, you, you said it looked like a similar performance capture technique to what they used for L.A. Noir. Well, somewhat, yeah. I mean, they showed a bit of footage in that interview of the L.A. Noir process, didn't they? There. Mm. I don't know if that was just in reference, saying. So. Oh, we're doing something similar. But yeah. That would be weird. Do they, do you, oh, what do you mean that game trailers show yeah, incorrect do. footage almost? Just well, they labelled it L.A. Noir. Oh, did they? So they must have been told. I, I wasn't really... What, ah! Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I thought you just sort of recognised the footage from some L.A. Noir-based stuff. Not no, I wouldn't be able to tell if it was the exact same. For all I know, oh, they used right, the okay. same studio. Fair enough. But nice. I have to say, it did look mighty impressive. The fact that the demo run... It was a... Um, it was for those of you who haven't seen it. It was like the tech demo they ran before they started creating Heavy Rain, just to see what their animation tech was capable of. And it's like, and uh, where Heavy Rain had a few problems with the um, eyes and the mouth not entirely looking part of the same face. Yeah, you know what I mean. They sort of looked somewhat disconnected. If the individual parts were fantastic a lot of the time if you just looked just at the eye mm. it was really good and if you just looked at the mouth it was really good but as a whole it was kind of a bit odd a bit mm. a bit alien it's a bit like those androids that that dude makes that sort of is he chinese or oh right yeah yeah thai i can't remember sorry um but he's uh yeah the ones that he made they're quite good when they're not moving as soon yeah. as they move it's like oh that, that's wrong it's uncanny valley isn't yeah. it yeah. And so, so it did suffer from that a lot. This doesn't really suffer from that, mm. I don't think. It's pretty damn good. And the fact that it's running on PS3 hardware as well is quite impressive, yeah. I have to say. Uh, it makes me wonder just like what are the constraints of the demo, for instance, as in, in a real game scenario, for instance, how much of that can be kept. Well, it seemed like it had solved the Alan Wild problem of the disconnect between the face and the... the Admittedly, there wasn't the much animation. body movement. Though. No, but they sold it better. Although there's not much footage there, is it, compared to all of them? No, well, there's not. Well, no, true. And there's not, as I say, there's not much body movement in the yeah, in, in the, the demo, so the problem may still be there. Yeah, sure. Um, 
But it, yeah, damn impressive. Damn impressive. I have to say. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on game trailers. Yeah, I can't wait for them to put that kind of tech into almost every game with a face in it. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, because I, I think they may have, in, in my opinion, bested L.A. Noir's tech with that. Yeah. And... But that might be because it's using the same... It might be the same capture technique, as I say. But yeah, it might but, be the but same, they just, But they've just got a better rendering engine behind it. Yeah. It's, uh, they might have used the same people to do... Because I think the, the motion capture, capture yeah. for L.A. Noir was done in California, whereas mm. it was developed in you know in Australia. But, yeah. Uh, so I think the the people... It might be the same people that they've hired to do... Yeah, the, the capture stuff. The downside of this is it probably means that a new Quantic Dream game is probably some time away still. Yeah, sure. It's quite a lot of dev work. So yeah, uh, no Heavy Rain sequel or well, anything similar. That's probably in the need a sequel. Uh, no, no, there probably won't be a yeah. sequel to Heavy Rain. But you know what I mean? Yeah, a, I, I reckon they'll, they'll stick with the interactive cinema concept. I think. Yeah, because they seem good at that. Uh, yeah, so you probably won't see that for a while. Blarg. Uh, NVIDIA are also showing off tech, weren't they? It's uh, Not that you guys have seen it. I say weren't they, as if I'd shown you guys, but I haven't shown you those yet. <laughs> but they were showing off some fancy uh, physics-based uh, fracture tech, where stuff can break realistically and sort of uh, computationally, as in so a programmer doesn't actually have to define where the breaks occur, mm-hmm. just that this is a breakable material. And uh, some of the properties, presumably, of that material, like it will break like stone or it will break like glass, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And the uh, physics will then take care of it and model it and make it react in real time entirely on the GPU, leaving the CPU for, you know, game type stuff. Yeah. Like actual game logic. So the, uh, it, it begs the question, like some of that stuff always looks, is, is always a bit, I wonder about things like physics and stuff because it's not running on the CPU. Does that mean that games have a harder time using perhaps physical objects in a way that's relevant to the game? Because you have to transfer data between yeah, two. like there's some amount of you know physics and all its technology sounds a bit more or well, physics. Sorry, it's not physics. Is it? There is actually a Y in there. It's like physics. Physics, isn't physics it? yeah, yeah. And it's like it looks a little bit. Um, it looks great for like just purely graphical effects, but uh, I wonder where you know. They were, and Nvidia seemed to be a little bit surprised in their demos that people weren't using some of the tech that's already there. That, that's been there for a year apparently, and things like that. Which probably isn't enough of a dev cycle for us to have seen it in many Maybe, games but... as yet. But it's uh, they they seemed a little bit surprised that it was wasn't being used. And I wonder that's... if it's because it's difficult to yeah uh, sort of make physics type actions. I suppose uh, it depends if they're going to... the game logic. Do you think they're going to push to put this kind of tech into a next-gen console? Probably. Depending on negotiations for... Because what are the... Um, uh, who makes the chips for the current consoles? Which one's NVIDIA and which one's ATI? You know, I don't know. Let's see if I can remember. I th- oh, I Wii is ATI. <laughs> Sorry? The Wii is ATI, yeah. The Wii is ATI, yeah. Um, I have a sneaking... the GameCube, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I have a chip. sneaking suspicion that ATI might actually be in the Xbox. Yeah. The current Xbox, because I know NVIDIA did the first one. Yeah. But I have a sneaking suspicion yeah, that ATI are right. also in the 360. Yeah. Whereas, I'm not sure the PS3 actually uses... Um, NVIDIA or ATI. NVIDIA or I ATI. think it does, actually. I can't remember. But anyway, this is speculation. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't honestly can't remember. Yeah. It's like, I would have known like when they released. When they released, <laughs> yeah. Now it's like so far down the road. Yeah. But it's a question of what they put in the new... Because there was a, a rumour going around that there's going to be an, 
an ATI chip in the next Xbox, and it was surprisingly like you could buy it right now for like less than a hundred quid. Oh really? Yeah. What the the, what the, the the rumored chip to be in the next yeah, Xbox? Yeah, in the next is... Xbox. Which that's that's like, worrying. Yeah, I know. It wasn't. It's like a small card. Yeah. Know? Normally they're far ahead, aren't they? Exactly. So that that would, if that rumor was true, that would be a, a quite an interesting, strange direction for the next Xbox. Admittedly, current graphics cards have gone quite a way ahead of yeah, but you might as well existing get... console tech. But yeah, you might as well future proof yourself. I think so. Get the best one you can fit in the box, mm. and, and and you know within reason like they do funny things for consoles like where you, oh, you yeah, have they, more they, they're always... memory than you have actual memory and stuff yeah and they and they and the, they also often overspec the machines don't they for quite a while so they end yeah. up being lost leaders to get in the market because market share is everything because with the 360 they doubled the amount of ram at the last minute <laughs> yeah. uh, and all the developers were like holy shit <laughs> it's like oh okay that makes things easier yeah the uh, push the uh, push the double button yeah <laughs> just say we can abuse this now yeah Halo 4 uh, footage oh yeah came out I saw a bit of that also today. not really gameplay no not a lot a there was a lot of, there was a lot of sort of blokes yeah moving around like sort of shots no real and, and there was a tiny tiny excerpt of their when they were talking about the sound yeah how they've replaced the entire game's sound so yeah, they're not, they're not relying on any old. Well, they said tropes, that. But... They said that, and then, then they played a, a little bit of a montage with a bunch of gunshot sounds. But then it went beep 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 beep, just like a normal Halo shield recharge. It was like, yeah, well, fair enough. But I don't claim you're replacing everything if you're keeping the True. awesome classic sounds. Which you I, suppose, I suppose there are a few things that you know that they have to keep, which are kind of. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong maybe, with that. Yeah, it's. Uh... They seem to be going out of their way to be like, this is all new. Yeah, this, is, when this, this, this isn't Bungie anymore. This yeah. is 343, bitches. And it's like, well, fair enough, but you don't have to overcompensate. Just do a good Halo game, I guess. Not that I'm interested in Halo that much now. Mm. It seems like it's over for me. but uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a certain amount to it. I, it, it's, it's, it looked better than I was expecting, because you know, yeah. it looks like they've actually upped the graphics engine as well. Mm. So they're not relying on Reacher's engine. Well, they ought to. Yeah. Um, they're, they're sort of not making, that Reaches is bad, but no, I mean, no, this is a just, new... They're, yeah, they're making it better. Yeah. And it does look slightly better. Um, and apparently they're also going down the route of, like, they didn't really talk about the mechanics of multiplayer, but they went into sort of some detail and for some reason explaining that we give the players a reason for why the multiplayer is happening. Like a story reason for Red Spartans to be fighting Blue, Blue Spartans. Spartans. Yeah. That sounds contrived. Like, and, yeah. That doesn't sound like it's going to work. No, but it might provide a setting for the levels, I think, That's as a true. concept. It's like, maybe they're yeah. sort of to give them a bit of ground, like, why do these places exist? Yeah. Like, and so in, in which case they might feel a bit more at home. Like, you know, the, we, we talked about how the Reach has that odd thing where the uh, areas of the multiplayer maps sort of just appear in the single-player game, don't they? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's strange. And you can fully explore them in the single-player game, despite the fact there's nothing there. Yeah. It's it's, uh, which is a bit of a choice. weird decision. Yeah. yeah. They might as well have just, you know, sculpt proper multiplayer levels. Because like, they kind of did, but, yeah, they just but then just put them in the single-player. Single player. Yeah. To give them some sort of context, which of course doesn't make sense in multiplayer anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a bit of a weird choice. It did work in some places, didn't it? Like the the Covenant level, um, um, you know, when you first enter the 
the the ship with the, yeah. the muffled sound bit because that that, that level, you actually got to play in that level and fight enemies. And yeah, stuff. and yeah. it's quite a neat section. if bloody hard in Legendary. So it's but, the bit where you come into New Alexandria and you get that whole bit and it's completely empty. Yeah, massive. Well, I think actually that's another one I think that kind of works. Yeah. I mean, it's an enormous area, but it's supposed to give the idea that the it's all deserted. The city is fucked. Yeah, and that there's that, that people are evacuating and there's not a lot there. And then of course you walk into an area where there's tons of action and yeah, stuff like that immediately. <laughs> yeah and then the rest of the city seems like completely engulfed in combat yeah but and i, I can sort of see that one that, that one makes a bit of sense they yeah. kind of screwed themselves up though because they're all, now that they said that there's going to be like a story behind the multiplayer or whatever which is obviously going to be it's a smart training program yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the fuck? especially since it's you know they're all like mark four smartens as in, yeah. like, new Spartans, so obviously they're going to be training. Yeah. But it's like, because they've done that, now if they make, if they, if Master Chief on this mysterious planet that he's at, now in the middle of space somewhere, yeah. they can't use awesome scenery from that, because these other Spartans are going to be on Earth. They can't make multiplayer levels that use the assets that they're making for single player, <laughs> basically. Well, no, maybe. It depends if, if, if he's going to, well, I reckon he's, he's landing on some other forerunner structure. Something like that, naturally. Keep with the theme and yeah. all that. And, um, or, you know, perhaps meet some forerunners. And they'll be enemies. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. So it'll be like Spartans are going to be involved, apparently. Yeah, things like that. So I reckon they can, I reckon the architecture will be similar enough to previous games' designs that it's not an issue. Because obviously, if it's Spartan 4 program, they'll know about Halo and they'll know about the Ark and things like that. So they'll, they'll have an architectural base on which to build their training levels. Maybe, but I was thinking more like the planet more than. Like yeah, architecture, perhaps. yeah, scenery. But then again, they could always just use the arc for that because it's just like, unless the planet is wildly different, the arc just kind of looks like a planet. All the, all With the a just have generic <laughs> landscape. Yeah, desert bit. Probably due to have an actual snow bit. thing. <laughs> Because the Hados have very generic the way it's in, like some seas and islands and like blue sky and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks like a normal place. There's a snow bit and a desert bit as well. Yeah, kind of. Even though that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So no, <laughs> you know, I mean the snow maybe even the higher climbs of the mountain might make sense, depending on where you are in the ring. But desert. Well, I don't know. They're not very big. That's the thing about Halo, the Halo rings, is compared to, like, the Ring World or, or other sci-fi rings, they're quite small. Because yeah. they don't go round a planet, they just sit in or they're like a moon. Yeah, they just sort of sit there. Yeah. They, they don't go round a sun, you mean? They... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or any other thing. Yeah, yeah. they just sort I mean, of Ring World goes round a sun, yeah, which yeah. is enormous, but yeah. No, these are just, they're quite small. Um, so having all those different, uh, biomes within it is slightly strange kind of tricky they must be like well because the whole thing's contained and stuff they might be able to have enormous air conditioning <laughs> yeah maybe deliberately force it a wave machine yeah yeah there's like a jungle as well oh that's true of course in the swamp yeah the swamp might actually happen yeah i guess anyway <laughs> I was going to try and subtly get hold of another sour skittle, but there's no way of opening, this, moving this packet without making some kind yeah, of rustle. There's no way of eating them without making a hell of a noise as well. That's why <coughs> someone else can talk while I suck the hell out of this thing. Any other news for GDC? Mm. Uh, did we actually talk about what was different about the new XCOM yet? I can't remember where I said that last time. I, I'd like to know. <laughs> 
Well, it was, they showed like a bit we were like some developers talking about what they were doing to make it new and different or the same, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But there's, there's, you know, there's stuff like cover and, and they seem to have lost the grid, which is weird. Because after that first three shot, where I was like, yeah. "Oh no, hates grid. That's going to yeah. be weird." And now it doesn't seem like it's grid based anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all... no, things seem to move in a in a grid, but in a, with a smaller granularity. And um, like the grid was smaller, but it seemed square again from where like mouse actions seem to be reacting. And Maybe, like but there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it to have a smaller grid. It's like a square contains a person. That's how big a square is. Yeah, I know, but maybe they felt you know that the, the, the old system. Perhaps the sense of scale was a bit out because, you know, putting two people behind a car might have been a bit strange, so they had to make the grid a bit smaller to... There were cars in the original, so (laughs) that solved that problem. (laughs) They had houses and shit that were sort of in a reasonable scale, maybe a bit small. And apparently the, the people have been slightly disappointed by the fact that apparently the levels aren't going to be randomly generated any longer. All right, They're right. going to be set, you know, set levels, but supposedly in a random order, um, which is not nearly as cool. No. <laughs> I might patch that in. Or it'll be day one DLC. <laughs> I don't, because surely something like Minecraft has kind of demonstrated that randomly generated stuff can be cool even these days. Well, not, I wouldn't have said Minecraft was a good example, because it's like, the randomly generated stuff in Minecraft can be completely retarded and totally not cool. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, if you look at the old XCOM stuff, the, they weren't really that random. It was like, there was like big squares yeah. that were that were positioned randomly. And they are going to have to make a lot of levels. Well, yeah, I guess. Because it's like, if you consider the original XCOM, there's like three. Mm. <laughs> there's like, oh no, wait, four maybe. There's like the farmland, oh, five. There's the farmland, there's the forest, there's the snow, there's the desert, and there's the city. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. Oh, and I guess your base defense, but that's slightly different. And that's the other thing people have been wondering because now that the bases are the side view instead of the top down, how's it going to work for base defense missions? Yeah. Or are they going to have them? Yeah. Or maybe or it'll be on the surface them. outside of your base. Or that's not base defense. <laughs> base defense is when they're in your base. Because that was yeah, that was actually the kind of really cool thing about that base defense in the original was that. When you're when you're in your base view and you're placing the blocks, those are actually represented in the game as much larger stru- you know, as as real size structures. Yeah. So it's like there's actually like barracks with fences, and they're multi-story. So it's like the bit that you see is represented on the upper floor, <laughs> and then like the, there's the other rooms underneath that represent like how how big the place actually is, hmm. which is kind of awesome. But then the whole idea of base defense was like. You have to be like, oh shit! I have to go to. I have to actually try and get all my guys to the to the storerooms to collect their actual equipment because it's all in the storerooms in the base <laughs> and that sort of thing. Hmm. So if they don't get to the armory, then they're just screwed. Yeah, they're, they're just running around with their guns. It's like, like guys of psychic powers. Well, yeah, apart from them, obviously. <laughs> Do they not like just carry sidearms and stuff around? No, <laughs> maybe they should. <laughs> that might be better. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe they'll put that in the new one. Yeah. But then again, that also had the classic problem in old XCOM of you just design your base very specific. You know, very, it was basically one base design that was the accepted form of base design that was the best. You just make a bottleneck on it. Yeah, basically, it's because the, when they when the aliens come into your base, they only come in through the well because obviously they only can come in through the hangars and the main elevator. Right. So you just build your free hangers at the bottom of the base, then the main elevator, and then that's the elevator is the only link to the rest of your base. So it's like, you know that all the aliens are going to be down here, right. <laughs> and they all have to come through the elevator corridor to get to your base. So you just mass up and proximity mind the shit out of it. Awesome. <laughs> hmm. They did have a lot. I, did quite, I was quite impressed with how the cinematic cameras were working, though. Well, I mean, it's nice, I guess. Although they have, to, they also suggested that they're going to have like the, they're going to have their the troops like say stupid things, and people are like, oh, that might fuck up the atmosphere a bit. If your guys are being all one linery, <laughs> makes it a bit less dramatic. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It depends on the voice acting. <laughs> It'll probably be terrible though. Yeah, you're going to play these generic soldiers. They're not going to get any decent voice acting for that. They'll be like one less. Exactly. <laughs> God damn. I wonder if Miranda says that in Aspect Three. I'm looking for. She, she's not. Oh, she's not, none of them. None, are like, none yeah. of the re- returning characters have it. They all, they, all have a, they all have a convenient excuse for not being it, which we knew would happen. Yeah. Because you can't predict who, who would die and who wouldn't. Oh, yeah, so of course, yeah. Especially for Mass Effect 2. Perhaps not so much from 1. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, none, none of them are playable. Whole new squad. Fair enough. And not as many in the new squad, apparently. Don't get Anderson in your squad or something. For, like, the tutorial bit, basically. Oh, right, just the start. The start of the game. Okay. Right. I'm looking forward to playing that. Although, you know, the faces aren't... I think it's the last gasp for sort of traditionally animated faces in the Perhaps, game. yeah. It's beginning well, to look... They look okay. But yeah, it's never been too bad. And they yeah. got away with it because a lot of the vocals were alien. Yeah. So it's a... So, yeah. They didn't need to do quite so much human work. And I suppose it's a bit... Tri- it, it might be a bit trickier when you're using, like, uh, customised face characters to actually get them to animate properly. Yeah, you know, as proper as we expect from some of the other stuff now. I hear this game's got quite a depressing vibe to it compared to the previous one, which makes sense because it's like at the end of the when when you start the second one, it's like because what happens at the end of the first one is like yeah, they're coming through this gate, but you stopped and you stopped, stopped there, and it's like they're still coming. They're still coming. <laughs> about, it's like uh, we don't care though. It's, it's like, yeah, whatever. This was the most stupid thing where it was like they're still coming, and it's like. And we so we better prepare, but you sort of get the impression that they're really far away, and yeah, they're like yeah. two years later, why did they need the gate in the first place if they're only like yeah, two a years, few years out? Exactly, two years for them is nothing. <laughs> they just retcon that whole thing, or did they? I don't know. Is it really just two years? No, like, I'm making that up. But what, that, it doesn't seem like three. three. It's not that long, is it? Yeah, it doesn't seem like three. But it's like Liara gets a job, I guess. So. For the Reapers, it's not that long. No, obviously. Well, we don't know how long it took <laughs> Shepard to be rebuilt. Yeah, like a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. But even so, it's like, what, what the hell? What's that yeah, gay thing all years, about? But it's not. It's not necessary, is it? I suppose it's a shortcut. Maybe they just left behind for some reason. But it, they made it seem like it was the key, and once you shut it, you're all right. Yeah. No, perhaps just to try and make the gift, to, it was like, like just you know, help them out a bit. You know, they're just using their power somewhat. It's like, right, we've got this convenient gate here that, in case the civilization wants to help us out again, go, gift, go. 
I'm not sure the gaffer really knew about it. Because it was... They came in through it, though. No, the gaffer... No. No. Because the last bit of... When you, when you go through the gate in the Mako, they're all, like, surrounding it. No, you go through the mini, the mini gate in the Mako. That's like the shortcut from that profane world or whatever to, to the Citadel. That's the one where you literally have to jump. Oh, isn't yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. and then all the guest ships just come come through the door, stargates to the Citadel mm. with the Sovereign, who then tries to interface with the building, and then that's you're right. like, no. <laughs> that's way cool. That bit when you're on the outside of the Citadel. Yeah, yeah. that was. Where, and then I thought the actual boss fight with Sephiroth or whatever his name is. <laughs> What's his name? Saren. Saren. Yeah, <laughs> was quite retarded compared to the. Uh, Compared to that awesome bit beforehand when you're in the space station, she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, we're fighting in a kind of shopping mall. You're going to shoot people." I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah, that was really retarded. It seemed like you would. It's like we have to prepare, and it's like, yeah, yeah. it was sort of inferring <laughs> that you had time to prepare. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems like this one starts, and it's just like, "Oh fuck, they're here." Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, we warned you. Like, so yeah, we warned you apparently two years ago or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's only now we have to like get the galaxy together to to, to fight them off by running shitty errands for everyone. Woo. Yeah, epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw the look of sarcasm. Epic fetch quest. Yeah. Anyway, we should, it's probably probably a pretty good game. But we it's, it's annoying, isn't it? Because uh, I find the main because in a way, the the whole the whole world of Mass Effect and the whole that whole universe is so well realized. Yeah. That. I feel quite let down by the plot of the actual the story. Plot. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the world is so good, but yet the plot seems a bit weird when you start to think about it. I suppose it's like anything, though. But there's always, <laughs> there's always a hole. Because the second one had quite a good self-contained Cerberus and the suicide mission, and yeah, on its own, it's okay. Yeah, but as but, an overarch, yeah. But it made no real impact on the actual story. It's like you could you could probably remove two almost completely, I reckon, from the equation once we played three, and like one and three almost make will make yeah, probably maybe. make the complete story. Which is ironic because two is probably going to be the best game in the trilogy. I would have said, and not like oh, I three. don't know, oh, I don't know. From what I've heard about three, that's most of the reviews of three I've heard have said that. They preferred to, I think, or the ones I've not seen. Not the ones I've seen. No, we're obviously looking at yeah, different ones. I've been looking at reviews, but the general opinion of the population of the internet is grr. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Of course it's but then that's what it always is. But <laughs> sequelitis. Yeah. It's always going to be grr. I guess so. The internet is generally dissatisfied. That's, well, I don't know. I think a lot of people were very uh, impressed by two compared yeah, to one. I guess. So, yeah. So we shall see. Report back with actual gameplay of that <laughs> next time, and I will check that out. Uh, by the way, I uh, managed to... Well, I haven't actually tested it yet, but I have managed to convert my save file from the Xbox onto the PC ah. using a bunch of uh, free tools and stuff. <laughs> a bunch of ridiculous shit. Ridiculous stuff, yeah. Um, you obviously Google it, but yeah, it's possible to do. But a bit long-winded by the sound of it. Yeah, it's like, well, it didn't take long. It's just a, quite a few little steps mm-hmm. and little programs. It's just been quicker to go down, to, go to the save database and get an appropriate... Yeah, but I want to, like, yeah, I'd it's have to... yours, though. If it has all the same choices... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Especially because, obviously, well, those choices aren't that 
strictly dying. But then how can you remember every time? No, I can't remember. It's like, how can you not remember? I remember every choice. There's a lot of choices. Most of the choices don't actually matter. It's like, as they've discovered from the save database, it's like, these are the actual choices that carry over between games. Did you save the Ragnar Queen in the first one? Yes. Did you save Rex or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Which one of the two fools died? Like, that, that's all that actually matters. Oh, uh, yeah. All those other moral choices you're making, totally irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be a bastard if you want. Yeah. But, uh, oh, so there aren't really, like, because some of the incidental characters return, don't they, every now and between, yeah. between the games. So, well, there's little so things would, would, that that, would they not happen if, like, you didn't talk to them or... Like, the stuff with the reporter gets saved, doesn't it? How much you punch that reporter. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Stuff like that. Although I'm not sure, I think... I, I think because I, I got a save file for the stuff for Mass Effect Two. I can't remember why because I did have a Mass Effect One save as well. I think I replayed Mass Effect One, yeah, to make a save. But I also had, I know it was when I was making the alternate when I was doing my other character because I couldn't be bothered to play Mass Effect One again to make like an evil character. So I was like, I'll just start Mass Effect Two with a pre-made Mass evil Effect One character. evil character. Yeah. But it, it, there are some bits that it doesn't that aren't remembered. You know, they, it was the same on both. Whereas I think it was like that crazy guy on the Citadel who's like your super fan or whatever. Oh, Conrad Werner. Yeah, oh, yeah. He he turns out the same no matter what you do to him in Mass Effect One. I always accidentally <laughs> piss him off in Mass Effect Two. Like yeah. I always say the wrong thing. Like oh, I try, I say something modest, but he interprets it as like yeah. you, you shunning him or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh man, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, what? No, oh, you don't need my autograph. And he's like, oh, well, fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he's but always like that, even if you're nice to him in Mass Effect One. It's basically. Uh, yeah. But but you. He already has your autograph. Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, whatever it is. He just wants more. Yeah. I want to sell it on eBay. Space eBay. Space eBay. Extra eBay. eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Commander Shiffers. This is the best eBay on the Citadel. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Uh, Genius. I did, did love that. Every time you walk in as well, I am Commander Shepard. This is the best store on the Citadel. Yeah, it was a good joke. I guess we're going back to the set again, Dell in 3. Seems yeah. like the standard. It's not a really different place, or they reuse, like. I don't know. Apparently it's a different place. Like a different ward or something. Yeah. Well, it was a different place. Well, they will be basically the same. Citadel architecture, yeah. Oh, unless they've like rebuilt because they had to rebuild the significant portions of it after the ridiculous fight. Supposedly, you didn't see any of it. Yeah. And then in two, it was like it's okay. This part apparently. Well, that's one of the choices in the first. Did you save the council or did you say? Yeah, but they they weren't on the Citadel. They were on the on the giant ship. Oh yeah, and that giant ship appears in. I've seen it. I've seen it in. I've seen it in like in the. a little snippet of the fleet, yeah. like fights in Mass Effect Three. You see that, unless they just built another one. <laughs> oh right, in ca- if it got blown up, yeah. Because it's clearly there, that giant weird looking Asari ship. Yeah, with that big hole in the middle. Yeah, yeah, everything's cool. Yeah. Because mm. that would suck if you didn't have that. Because yeah. that probably counts for quite a lot of fleet strength. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least one Reaper, you'd think, you'd hope, you might be able to match. Yeah, it took most of the fleet to take out that one in yeah. the first one. That's and now true. everyone flies Normandy starships, or all the humans. Oh, well, I guess probably the humans and the Turians, since it was a shared design or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And that's cool. It's kind of like the, um, what's this, 
what's the one in Star Trek that's designed to fight the Borg that the Wolf has from Deep Space Nine? No. Yeah, Intrepid or something. Yeah. Whatever it is. Anyway, <laughs> speculation. Anyway, yes. We so should, We should not talk about this, given that we're about to play it. Should we talk about what you've been playing? I've actually got a tiny, tiny bit more news. Oh, okay. This is a long news segment. Well, it's well, going to have to be. For, to the, be yeah. for the second week in a row, the Sega blog released some concept art for Sonic 4, <laughs> Episode 2. <laughs> yeah. But... Don't get too excited. It's quite, it's quite funny. The blog, oh, try not to. Contain yourself. Curb your enthusiasm. Well, the first concept didn't, art didn't really show much of anything at all. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't actually art. It was well, just a blank piece of paper. No, no, I, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't of any sort of anything that would really interest anyone. Um, so, so, so someone put on on a, on a Facebook post um, um, oh my gosh I'm totally looking forward to the next one what are we going to see next week a tree branch and something like that and they basically came back saying well oh, just, we, we just sorry to disappoint you we're going to show you some platforms <laughs> so there's basically a little cube of grass ah <laughs> uh, well, that's great I thought that was kind of funny should have been a tree branch should have been a tree branch just like oh my gosh you're totally right tree branch <laughs> We can get we can extend this feature by another week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so sorry for episode two. Still coming. That's news. Good to know. It's <laughs> keeping all the uh, Sonic news firmly <laughs> up to date. Your source for all the latest Sonic news midway through the Sonic cast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do, do we need a little jingle for this? Yeah, probably. We should have it would just, it would just be me complaining about the Sonic 4 <laughs> thing from last year's like Game of the Year awards. That is the Sonic 4 jingle. <laughs> Maybe we should have like a musical. Whenever you talk about Sonic, we should mix in a musical bed of your version of Spinball or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like underneath, like all Sonic talk. <laughs> a bit like on the podcast used to have the uh, Nintendo music for the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, right. Speaking of which. Oh, damn. Right, me and Zach fired up the, or Zach and I, I should say, grammar Nazi. Yeah, I could just smell it on you. It's <laughs> smell the grammar Nazi. Exactly. Nazi. Um, we, we fired up the um, the Wii. Oh my gosh. The other what? Night. Why would you do that? The Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Every now and then, you know, you just have to. You Why got to you scratch that. You've got to scratch that. Because it's, yeah, it's yeah. brawl. Uh, right. Wrong one. It's, like, it's brawl better than melee. I don't know, really. You know, we've played Brawl yeah. more, I think. <laughs> it's got more characters, that's yeah, all that is. It's got more characters and more stages, but I'm not... I, I think perhaps Melee was better in terms of the items. It has more items. Yeah, I know, but there's something about the balance in Melee that was better. <laughs> the beam sword didn't stupidly get longer when you did a smash attack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which, I, which is still kind of dumb. But anyway, we fired it up. And I kind of forgot how irritating the Wii actually is. Somehow we put up with it when it first came out, but... How do you mean? Just the, just, just interface. the interface. Oh yeah. my god, it's annoying. It's like, we went into, admittedly, we weren't using the best source. We, we went into the let's vote thing. Oh yeah. Because it, we, we, used go, we, we used to go we did that, we, did that, we did that fucking tons. It was, it was great. Um, but 
there's like there's constant music playing, and it took ages to connect. And when the, and when the weed does anything, it never stops the music or anything. So the music is constantly playing, and then it has to put this awkward intermittent beep to say I'm still doing something. So it's like you're sitting there with the super crappy like vote channel music. Playing and 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 at the same time it's going. <laughs> not quite that loud. <laughs> yes, you know, you know it's not like the motion sensors on the gun. Yeah, but you know, in the first Alien, when at the end, like uh, the ship is going to pieces and the, the, there's the alarms going everywhere, <laughs> constant. Yeah, and she's trying to deactivate the uh, self destruct and all this, <clears throat> anyway, and then reactivate it. Add it. <laughs> Alien. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite irritating. And it just reminded me that pretty much all of that interface is like that. You know, when you buy something from the store, for instance, which I did that, like, once, and I've downloaded a few things, like, that were free from it. But when you do that, the music for the store doesn't stop. So you've got this... Which is quite irritating if you've got a large download coming down, if you've bought, like, a WiiWare game or something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't background download, so you have to have it there. And also, it's made <laughs> amazingly irritating, even more than the wah <laughs> by having, like, what is kind of a cool, in a way, having Mario run along the bottom of the screen. But then there's coins coming at him in the other direction. So you've constantly got the sound of, like, it's not even rhythmic, it's like just the coins sort of go... <laughs> and then occasionally, just to show progress, he'll jump up and hit one of the blocks. So every now and then the ding will be broken up by <laughs> as he hits the block. And it's like, but it's, that's the most irritating thing. Did no one test this and think, fuck, that's going to hurt somebody's ears. And yeah, it was successful. I fucking don't get Nintendo anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it's taken me a few years, but I'm, I'm, I'm out, man. Yeah, <laughs> was well, like as we. What was that other thing that that we were talking about? Was where it was because it's sort of related to that. Where it's like, do people just not have their sound on? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. just mute the, the weed the entire saying? time or something. It's not even. It's not even an option to turn that shit off. Because there was something else that we were, we were talking about the other day, where I was like, do people just not have the sound on like ninety percent of the time? I can't <laughs> remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Something similarly ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, I hope they don't do the same mistake with Wii U, but they probably will because the like the 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 I know the DSI had kind of the same thing. They sort of like they made the interface slightly better than the original DS's. Like, well, I say better in that it had more content. There was more things you could do because obviously you could store stuff on it now, and mm. it had storage and it had all the extra things. But a lot of them had music. It's like, why have you done that? That's going to get irritating really, really quickly. Mm. Snap. Snap. <laughs> so, yeah, a, a bit of me has died. My tolerance <laughs> for Nintendo has gone. Been pushed out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been it's been shoved by... <laughs> Always see what they do with the Wii U. Wii Wii. Of course, the, 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 the sound remains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> constantly through every game I'll tell you what that's probably what you know how the Wii when you get an email the, the, the sort of like the, the neon the goes, turns yeah. it turns on a thing I bet the Wii U will just have a constant siren until you read the mail <laughs> <laughs> you 
you've got an email. Check your fucking email. Nintendo. We're from Nintendo. We're not fucking annoying. Check your fucking email. Yeah, I can see this. Family friendly, but we for that. The annoying inevitability is I will be forced to buy a Wii U when the new Smash Bros. comes out. Damn you and your Smash Bros. Just play Melee forever. Don't need Brawl. But, but it'll be HD. We'll be able to see the characters. Oh, that's true. Well, I might try playing it again if I can <laughs> see, see the characters going Yeah, it's not, too, it's not too bad. It'll just be better. Yeah, it's like Brawl is clearly better than Melee. It is crisper, isn't it? Yeah, so, I think it's because the Wii has like slightly better output capabilities. Yeah, it's still only like 480, but it's 480p and sharp. Yeah. Progressive. Yeah, that suggests improvement. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Although I'm not sure I feel the same way about most progressive rock, but there you go. <laughs> yes, that was a while back though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still about. Nothing ever dies in music. Nope, still get the frog. <laughs> oh, so anyway, really... well, so we talk about what people have been playing. We've done like an hour of news. Yeah, I think we've speculation start and other crap. And oh, I just wasted ten minutes in rant. But <laughs> <laughs> have you got anything to talk about, Zeg? On the what you've been playing front? Not really. Pop the Jeweled. Doesn't count as a game. What do you mean? Doesn't count as a game. I'm fucking addicted to Bejeweled Blitz on the iPhone now. I'm thinking about getting Grid Runner on the iPhone. I heard that's on the iPhone. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, it's got, it's quite good. I wonder how that would control. Well, that's the thing. I think I don't think you have to put your finger on the ship. You can put it anywhere, and it moves the ship relatively. Or something. Oh, interesting. So I think there's a like a yeah. And I'm always a bit sceptical about just iPhone control schemes. Yeah, in general, but apparently they've, they've done it well because, of course, with the Grid Runner, it, it auto fires, so you mm. don't have a fire button. All you have to do is move. move. So that is quite a simple. Yeah, input. that could work. So I think that could work. I might check that out. Ooh. Good old Jeff Minter, llama man. Yeah, <laughs> as he's more officially known. Yes, <laughs> llama man. Llama man. So we saw, saw that video, didn't we, the other day of a different version of Llamatron. Well, it wasn't Llamatron. Llamatron like was a horrific rip-off of Robotron, yeah. Were they just but, like llamas in there? Yeah, and it's a lot more entertaining. Yeah. But it's like, we, we used to play the Amiga version quite a bit. But what we didn't realise is that the Amiga version was a censored version of the game. It was like the, like the PC version or something. It had like proper swearing. When you died on the Amiga version, it just sort of made this wow noise. Yeah. On the PC, it seems to have problems stopping samples until they've played like twice. So on the PC, it goes... Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. yeah. That pew 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 is not all the It's just insane. Yeah. This is like an audiovisual assault on the senses every yeah. time the level changes. Uh, and there were some enemies that we used to think were like a, a guitar sound when you hit. There's a lot they hit and it goes brown wow wow. I didn't think that was a guitar sound. <laughs> well, it sounded a bit yeah, it sounded a bit like a really distorted electric guitar to me. But then when you hear the PC version, it's actually someone screaming. It's like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Man, that game was sweet. I played that far too much. <laughs> Could I love a drum? Because the idea is that llamas 
spit acid, right? In real life. Yes, but, so, they, but they spit lasers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. Laser acid. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he has a sidekick, which is a camel, who can also spit lasers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, what were you, uh, do you want to talk for Jeweled? No. <laughs> oh, I'll talk for Jeweled Blitz, then. We can talk about... It's good and free and addictive, and it has cats that fire lasers from their eyes. Oh, my one doesn't. <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. Card of the jeweled on Chrome. So as cats that fire lasers from their eyes, but no llamas that fire lasers from their mouths. No, it um, doesn't. They, 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 they missed the obvious choice. Yeah, All sharks with laser beams. Yeah. Yeah, freaking laser beams. <laughs> not even mutated sea bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, that's a great line. The only important thing about the jeweled is the voice, of course. The voice is pretty cool. If, yeah. it's, if it's the same one as the one in Blitz. <laughs> it sounds similar. I, I didn't Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, you have just like, like, I just wait. I, I just want him to say incredible, incredible. Because I, I want. I just want it suddenly to switch to the red alert two set. Incredible, because <laughs> that'd be funny. Incredible, incredible. Don't know what I can't remember. What's what the spy red alert? Oh, t- uh, t- no, red alert. Oh, oh, you're saying red alert two? I was thinking red alert one. Oh, right, engineering. Yeah. Where's, red, where's red alert two? Is engineering? <laughs> yeah. And my personal favorite, the Rocketeers. Yeah, few times a film got a steady flow. Yeah, that voice. At least I have chaff. I can't remember. Like, I was trying to remember what my stupidly. I was trying to remember what the stupid highest comment that I had was. What would be the point of having chaff? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! If you were that, if you were a flat trooper, why would you want to have chaff? Because it's another word for flag. Oh, no, it isn't. It's as it, you could use it as flag. No. Yeah, you could. Chaff is just what fire it. Uh, it's a projectile made of small particles. Chaff is what you stick out the back of your. Yeah, plane. but it's still made of metal particles. I expect if you fired that as a plane, it would still fuck it up pretty good. It's like thin strips of metal. It wouldn't fly anywhere. It's like it's designed to. I oh, know. But it, that, it flies, because when the firing in Red Alert 2, it comes out in a ball before it explodes. Yeah. So it wouldn't have to be, you wouldn't fly directly out of the barrel. I don't know. It just seems dumb. Chaff is a defence against anti-air, rather than something that an anti-air unit would have. It's a defence against against locking anti-air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The flat troopers aren't, aren't locking, locking anything. So why would they need chaff? Maybe, no, maybe they want. Maybe they don't want to be locked by things. Maybe they literally. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> they, they throw it into the air like confetti. Yeah. Whenever like they try and get a lock on them. Maybe they just really like a type of finch. Yeah, maybe. because the, the, they love, they love, they the love chaff those chaffs. It was like the planes in Red Alert Two fire missiles. So there you go. That's like it. It's like coming through the chaff like. <laughs> At least I've got chaff. It's like the flak troopers that are meant to come out of the planes are using the shitty technology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather than missiles. Anyway. No stab sites. No. Sorry. Bejeweled. Yeah. I will say that Bejeweled is quite... I know it's like we've, we've kind of shunned it, really, as a game. It's like yeah. I've always had a very sort of anti-Bejeweled thing because I sort of don't really... Yeah. Much of a game. I think more of Bejeweled Blitz because I see the point more. The fact that it limits you to one minute of solid... 
like just go for it type gameplay is actually more much more appealing to me and I get quite addicted to that oh just one more go sort of feeling bah. and it's like just go at it I don't want to time it I think it's a puzzle game man oh, but yeah it means you don't you don't really focus on sort of like getting ridiculous chains set up and things like that you're just going to meet the thing but it kind of plays to that as well because as you go as you do moves really quickly you get the speed bonus building and if you get really quick you start playing the sound of fire in the background it gets louder <laughs> oh, and louder God. so it's just like the more you're doing it and the game speeds up while you're doing it as well so it's like you end up on a I think they describe it as a blaze so you're like as, as you do well you end up on this blaze and things go a bit bit fast and it's kind of cool <laughs> the only thing I will say is that the presentation is quite slick all round including like uh, although it does have some problems with the social integration because you're supposed to play it attached to Facebook Yeah. so it stores stuff against your friends and stuff and it does have a kind of because it's a free game, it does try to make you buy the, the in-game coins with real money, uh, even because you earn them very slowly right. um, through actual play. It's like, to put that in perspective, one of the rarest gems in the game is that, that causes crazy shit to happen is uh, Phoenix Prism, and that costs 75,000 game coins to, 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 to use for one game. Right. Um, you gain, on average, about 500 coins a game, and if you're lucky, about... 2,000 to 5,000 coins a day on the free daily slot machine spin. Yeah. So the amount at which you gain coins to use those things is really slow. So right. they're trying to make you buy coins, basically. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, I don't know. But it's okay. It's you right. sort of just ignore it. And it ends up, I end up sort of being a challenge in itself. It's like, how well can I do without the gems? And then, like, every now and then... Because the, the scoreboard... You get, like, a friend's scoreboard as well that sort of, like, tallies up weekly. Right. And it's like... A, and then you have a stat track as well that measures your progress each week to see how well you did and when you dipped and went high. And it's it's actually quite well made. Um, there's weirdly none of that shit in the process. It doesn't integrate with anything. It's totally... <laughs> there's no not even a button that says Facebook anywhere in the game. The main menu is, like, classic... Speed and records, and the records is like free items. Yeah. <laughs> there's absolutely no link to anything else ever, and there's no money, you know, there's no, nothing to buy, there's no buy button or store or anything. It's so, a weirdly standalone thing. So, Facebook Bejeweled might be better then. Well, I, mean, I imagine, I mean, it is obviously a simpler, you know, simpler. It's not trying to do anything new, it's mm. like probably the old, like, graphic thing is pretty good. I mean, I guess because it's running in a browser. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's no, it must be like in an old ass version. Mm. Clearly. Well, aren't they up to, what are they on? Three. three? Yeah. yeah. The th- three is the official release. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what they could have changed really between them, but or maybe. <laughs> <it's only laughs> well, that's the thing. Three yeah. is just like presentation up. I don't know. But the weird thing is, is that I'm not entirely sure why I've shunned Bejeweled for so long. I think it's because. Up to this point, I haven't played it on a t- touch interface ah. uh, because I remember, I cannot remember the name, I think it was called Zookeeper on the DS. All right. Which was, which I, I seem to remember playing yeah, quite a bit that. because it had fairly good um, one cart multiplayer. Mm. You know, you could spread it to like three or four DSs and yeah. everyone could play a game simultaneously. And with one cart. Like, yeah. And it was basically Bejeweled, but with zoo animals. Um, instead, and and the, but it was the first that had the touch system where you just put point what you want, a bit like uh, meteos, and you just swipe it in the direction you want to move it, and that works amazingly well. And I never quite understood, like after playing that, why any other version of the game w- worked as well. You know, mm. it, that was it. That's that's the ideal yeah, way of doing your, it. You and, uh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, and the iPhone version, of course, brings that back. And it's mm. like, oh, I remember this. I remember this being awesome. Yeah. Shit, I'm back in. <laughs> and, uh, back in my jeweled. There is a slight problem. Quite, I think... It's not quite as precise using your finger. So every now and then, if you're on a blaze, for yeah. instance, it's particularly annoying when you miss when it misreads your swipe as like the block next to it or something. It's like, fuck, my blaze is gone. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I, I've wasted too much time. So I think maybe on iPad or something <laughs> like that, where you've got the nice big screen, that won't be a problem. But it's a... Uh, um, it seems like, um, I don't know if it's just luck, but probably not. It, it probably is by design. It's a little bit, but, yeah, because stuff but, just falls down and changes. No, I don't mean playing. I just <laughs> mean that PopCat games seem to all work really well on a touch interface. Like, yeah. like uh, Peggle is great with, with on the iPhone, and Plants vs. Zombies, even on that small screen, it works nice. Plants vs. Zombies is ideal yeah. on a touch screen. It's great on an yeah. iPad, I imagine. Probably perfect. Oh, I, I, yeah, I hope Plants vs. Zombies is on, a, is on a iTunes Plus. I think it agreement. might be. Yeah, so because I'm the reason why I mention that is because I'm probably getting an iPad soon. Yeah, and uh, I, I want all the shit in big screen. I know Carcassonne is plus, so I can get that. <laughs> It'll probably be a while before they upgrade it to uh, Retina. Oh yeah, well, uh, certainly. They, they, well, they only recently updated it to support iPhone four Retina. Well, it was a little so while back, but yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, quite a long time after four release. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, got, they got around to it pretty slowly. But, yeah, so it's worth it though. Oh yeah, well, they removed the Michael Jackson zombie and replaced the Thriller one. Replaced it with like Disco Man. Yeah, I, did, I noticed that. Out of uh, out of some kind of respect. Yeah, I yeah, suppose. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they did want to suggest that Michael Jackson is now a zombie. Exactly, since he died. <laughs> that, that is brilliant, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can they put it back in? Has it been too, has it been long enough? Well, now it should be Whitney Houston, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. anyway. Diva zombie. So uh, yeah, yeah. So what were we talking about? Bejeweled. Yeah, yeah. That game works well on touch. Uh, don't, yeah, I'm just like saying as a as a gamer, it's easy to shun Bejeweled, but thank, it's actually all right. <laughs> and you can play it while you play. If you don't have anything else to do, anyway. You play it while you're playing World of Warcraft. Except like, yeah. all, all waiting for a TF2 to join a lobby. Yeah. It's... Well, they should build that stuff into. Although, yeah, would that violate one of the Namco patent that you can't play a game while you're loading yeah. another game? Yeah, yeah. The dumbest patent ever. So they, they have that. Yeah. What, that, that, That's why you can play a little game like with, Galaga or, yeah, or Space yeah. Invaders. Exactly, or, or Galaga, not Space Invaders, but yeah, while while Ridge Racer loads. Yeah, it's a patent, so no one else can do it. It's really dumb huh. until it expires. It's really dumb. It's like the, I never knew that. There's a few. We told you that patents, before, but... probably on the podcast. <laughs> but never mind. Yeah, this information does not stick. <laughs> like the, what's the most famous patent is probably the D-pad, the Nintendo. Oh yeah, like, the you can't make a cross, a yeah. cross shape. Uh, D-pad, unless you're Nintendo. Various other ones. But software yeah, which is, ones which is why the Sony yeah. one has to be so odd. Yeah. The Sony one's okay. I mean, it's like a cross, but with raised bits and, yeah. a, and a gap. Yeah. I don't know. I still think we could do better. Like, the, the Xbox... The 360 one's pretty good. Well, I don't know. I've got the one that's got the transformy thing, which is yeah. better, but it's still not not the best... I think like the the, the ones on the DS, are... yeah, in a way, because the transforming thing makes it more cross-like. Yeah, does that not count? Maybe they're getting away with it, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's attached to because it's a transforming thing. Yeah, maybe it's not flat though. It goes, it still goes up towards the edges mm. of the cross. No, maybe, but still, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Again, I thought the Ninty one did that very slightly. Yeah, it probably like does. In the modern iteration. Well, they've got like... it's got a little dimple in the middle, doesn't yeah. it? So, so maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Patent law. 
Yeah. It's so fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway. Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, what's that? Just Team Fortress and Vampire, basically. Yeah? And Smash Bros. this week. Is there any new stuff <laughs> in, in those games? Any uh, updates to Team Gift 2? Plenty of updates to Team Gift 2. Any in, one of any notes? No. One of the big ones still hasn't happened. The new game type still hasn't happened. Oh, yeah. That they teased. We don't know anything about that yet. There's not been a new level, an official level for a while, but I suppose they're waiting for this new update for that as well. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple new items come about. I can't remember the statistic, but I saw it the other day, but I think I'd seen it before a while back, but it seemed to have floated up again. But it's the that um, when, they, uh, when they went free to play, Team Fortress 2 started making five times as much money. As it <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. As when they were... Uh, what, just purely on Manco, I guess? Yeah, presumably. I wonder if that how that relates to the player base, like how much that expanded. I think it did expand when it went free to play. Because you could tell, because you could just go on the side. Oh, yeah, true. It was terrible, so yeah. Every, every now and then you do get, oh, it's free to play night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's every, at the field of doom. <laughs> I can play a spy for once. Yeah, that's quite fun. But yeah, so interesting. That's weird how all that... I'm sure other companies could try similar experiments and would just utterly fail. It's like Valve I reckon so a much, lot of them will do that. Valve yeah. has so much goodwill that they can just try these weird things and they just work for no reason. I think reason. Super Monday Night Combat will fail because it's, yeah. it's trying to match the model, isn't it? And yeah, it's... I don't think that... Just because they're trying these things and they're working doesn't mean it worked for everyone, I think. No, you've got to come up with something truly special. I think TF... TF only works because when it went free to play and when the store launched, it had quite a large item selection exactly. behind it. So when a game sort of introduces itself, it's yeah. going to have to have quite a large item set yeah. behind it in order for it to work out out the gate. Mm. Um, and it's got to. Well, then the thing with the free to play model is, is that it's you've always got to allow most players to do most things without spending money. Mm. Otherwise, it's not popular. The game just suddenly dwindles. Yeah. And of course, you lose your... I mean, I think like the reason why like TF2 still makes a lot of money is that admittedly you've got the hardcore yeah. who just drop money because they're kind of like, thank thing. you for the game yeah. kind of thing. You know, they feel like they almost... You know, to a certain degree, I feel like that sometimes. I put so much into that game, sometimes I feel like I should really buy something, you know, just to sort of say, I, you know, to show some appreciation for the game somewhat yeah. and like give Valve something back. But I've never done it. <laughs> it's like the, the orange box is my price of entry, bitch. Yeah, you it's... did buy the game in the first place. So yeah. Even if that was 10 quid about four years no. I, I don't think I bought it on launch, ago. so it was like 30 odd quid. Yeah, but quid. I mean, but for the, the team folders yeah, part the, of this. It was probably about, yeah, less yeah. than a tenner yeah. overall. And it's, uh, yeah. And I keep playing it. But I keep, uh, yeah, th- th- that's the trick. You've got to have enough of a. The game's got to be good enough, and that's tricky mm. because TF2, don't get me wrong, is amazing. Like it was just out the bat, really good. Well, yeah. the, the mechanics were solid. Didn't have and then the levels, items, but it was, no, it was but really but they well improved done. on it to the point where it had quite a few levels and quite a few items at the point it went free to play. Absolutely. So yeah, when you come tons. in at free to play, you've got to have quite a lot of content for it to work. Mm. Um, because you've got to give players something they want to buy. And, of course, that something they want to buy may not appeal to every player. Mm. So you've got to have enough of a scope there. And I don't think many companies do that, like, ever. Mm. It's like they always come in with a fairly paltry selection of things you can do. Or Spiral Knights, in fairness, has actually got that reasonably well. Because you can do most of the game without dropping any money. Mm. Yeah. You just have to put in a shit ton of time. Well, sort of. 
quite a lot of time. Quite a lot, but not that, not too much. But you can, yeah, but, and you, but you could dramatically speed up your um, item collection getting because it's all item based mostly, isn't it? Rather than leveling, I suppose. Yeah, because you, you 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 can rapidly build up what you have in your armory, I suppose, by dropping real money. Well, you pretty much almost had to at some point. Yeah, the, 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 the energy point, prices start getting really ridiculous. A, yeah, there comes a point where you have to in order to, to progress, which is a problem, don't get me wrong, but at least for that initial period, it's nice. Yeah. And, the, and now they've added pay for DLC to Spiral Knights, which kind of flies in the face of the concept a bit, yeah. I think. So it's like, I think Sega sort of got it right, mm. but are now destroying it slowly. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only people that will end up paying that stuff are the guys that pay quite a lot of money already to play the game. I think so, Spyronance is probably going to drop off anyway, unlike Team Fortress. Yeah, well, Sp- Spyronance is weird because it's. It, I don't get. We almost don't get what market they were going for because free to play with microtransactions really only applies to rich kids or like hardcore, really hardcore gamers. You know, the guys that don't mind dropping a reasonable amount of money. Mm. On this one game, because it will add up to more than the more than a normal game. To be honest, if you want to progress through one of these things, that's what they're hoping. Anyway. You know, you know, like the MMO market. You know, for instance, you, you know, you're paying a subscription. You're paying a lot of money to play one game, which is something the rest of the industry doesn't do. Yeah. Um. And so, in order, your free to play game has to be really good to get people to do that level of commitment. Or you're just a rich kid that can confuse their parents into buying more shit, mm. <laughs> which happens, don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. Um, and Spiral Knights is a weird one, because it seems to be targeted somewhat at the younger market for, for its aesthetic and things. Um, so it's, it's, it's basically shutting off a large part of that idea. Yeah. So you're limiting yourself to the rich kid market, really. Which well, I don't know, because like... It's arguably. And yeah. maybe there might be sort of like a... An attempt, you know, a sort of perhaps misguided attempt to make it more acceptable to the female audience who aren't into all that fantasy knifeage. Maybe, but it's <laughs> but it's amazing how successful the slightly cartoony look. Is. I mean, if you look at World of Warcraft, that's a slightly cartoony look. And it's getting increasingly cartoony yeah. with the pandas. Yeah, but like, look at something like Kingdoms of Anla. That's not really for kids, but it's you know, it's very bright. Yeah, it's quite bright and very bright colours. It seems to be quite common these days, along with the. But that's not an like That's like no. you know, and it's just a one-off purchase, isn't it? It's like Skyrim. It's you, a nice contrast with the kind of grittiness of Call of Duty and stuff. I think so. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I, I think it's a weird market to go for. Mm. I think you've got to go. I, I think if like Final Fantasy fourteen, for instance, if they mm. did that well, yeah. Was it, yeah, it was fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if they know. if they had done that well, hmm. I think that's the that's the perfect market for a good MMO because you've got the Final Fantasy fans, which are enormous in their numbers, potentially going for it. You've got the uh, um, it's not really violent enough to sort of put off the sort of you know it's, it's fairly kid friendly. Let's be hmm. honest, because yes, there's knives and stuff, but there's never like decapitation or like blood and gore going everywhere or swearing or any of that shit going on. Yeah. And and it's normally backed up by a fairly good story, so you actually, like, sometimes catch the intellectual market. You know, I, 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 I know that's a yeah, weird yeah. way of describing it, but, you know, you get the people that enjoy a story as well. So actually, in actual fact, the market for an FFMMO is really, really big. Quite probably wrong. nearly as big as the Star Wars <laughs> market. Yeah. And it's, uh... And yet, they. You know, obviously, Squeenix don't know what they're fucking, fucking doing. So like if they gave it to a house that could build a decent free-to-play MMO, you know, really talented one, um, 
and Squeenix just let go of the reins, I mm. think they could perhaps be onto a complete winner. Sure. But it's a... Uh, you know what I mean? It's all about the market in MMO and free-to-play land, and no one seems to really get it right that often. Yeah, but when you do... The when you do, yeah, it's, good, it's great. But it is quite a rare thing. It's, it's difficult, and it's I think most go. people miss the ball. You just miss the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easily done. Is that, is that a Robinson? No. I don't know. Well... I'm trying to remember what the actual phrase is. Drop the ball? Drop the ball. There you go. Miss the target. Miss the, the target. Miss the target. Yeah. Just yeah. combine them together. Oh, just miss that ball. Put <laughs> that. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to what you've been playing? It's like dropping fish in a barrel. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite fun to do. Just drop that fish in that barrel. There's another fish in there. There's another thing that I remembered from news. Oh, yes. That we did talk about in DDC that I didn't even know was at DDC until I saw someone link it in IRC land. Was they they did a demo of Cloudside Two? Really? Oh, yeah. Like gameplay? Like and? literally, someone actually played it. And? Well, I've only watched the first seven minutes of this like half hour video, so I haven't really got into it yet. But I know it looks like a first person shooter, I guess. <laughs> does it look like Planet Side, or does it just look like a generic? There's not really. There's like Planet Side was so old that it can't really look like yeah. Planet Side at this point. It, it didn't. It didn't have much of a. An aesthetic of its own, did it? It's well, like, it's just like, like guys in purple and, armor. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just like colours, really, and red dudes, and like slight shape differences. Yeah. But back in the back in like Planet Side One, it was like everything was it basically it was didn't make any sense militarily because everything was just like painted in like two primary colours. Yeah, like these everything on this team is going to be painted blue and yellow, and everything on this team is going to be painted red and black, and everything on this team is going to be painted purple and green. Regardless of what it, you know, camouflage or anything. For any reason, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it looks mm. like, and, and obviously now with like, now that it looks more modern, mm. it's like everything is still painted yeah. in various colours, but not, like, not like, you know, straight yeah. out of paint, paint bucket style. Yeah, <laughs> like, this right. actually looks sort of like metal with paint on it. <laughs> yeah, like the common or something for the purple guys. Yeah, I guess. I didn't really see any very much of the purple guys yet. And he was fucking around with the day-night cycle, because there's a day-night cycle. Yeah. Which I guess makes... Well, kind of be awesome from a constant yeah. battle perspective. It's like, doing night assault. You just always have this, like, fantasy of being, like, the dropship pilot who gets to drop off all the awesome soldiers yeah. into battle and stuff. Yeah, you do stuff. bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not cool. What's not cool about that? Really boring. <laughs> it's not boring, it's awesome. Just fly in a straight line and everyone jumps out. It's like, no. it's like piloting a transport helicopter in Battlefield. Your job is to not crash. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone just jumps out and parachutes to where they need to go. No. I don't know. That can, that, that can work if you have gunners, though. That can, uh, no, yeah. I, I do you remember those. You have to side towards people well, yeah, and stuff. That was, if yeah. you're doing that. Yeah. I do, do, if you have proper comms and you're doing it right, then I do remember like in previous Battlefield games, that's been kind of entertaining. That's kind of, kind of fun, yeah. So maybe the dropship would have to have, like, a gun or two. Oh, it definitely should. But you never land. <laughs> and you just hover. Or you just fly over and be able to jump out whenever they want. Yeah, that's no fun, though, is it? And it'll make even more sense in Planet Side for, like, jetpacks and drop pods and shit. The classic style. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Did they have drop pods? Because I thought they had those regen things, like, the, they like had... Vita Chambers. 
Well, they had those, but they had drop pods because you could, you could from your home, your civilization's home base, you could get on the giant drop ship that went out like every twenty minutes or whatever, and it just flew over an action zone and everyone just drops out of it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I remember. Mm. So, planet side, motherfucker. Yeah, get on that one again. It looks pretty good so far. Mm. It's like look at all these weird base buildings that you can capture and control. With it. I haven't actually seen them do that yet, which I'm hoping will be in the rest of this video. Because at the moment, all these done is like talk about like the daylight cycle and flown around in a plane and been like, here's some guys on our server who are fighting. I'm going to fly in and try and dive bomb them in my especially ground attack configured plane. And then I couldn't tell whether he was killing anyone, but some numbers were appearing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got, then he was getting hit and then he blew up. And it was like, well, okay. Then. <laughs> yep. Now can we actually see some of the game? <laughs> So um, I'll continue watching that video, maybe. Cool. But we don't know yet if it's free what to play. Is, or yeah. No, we we had a, we had a. We I can't remember if it was rumored or Sony once said that it was going to be free to play or what. But it's a. Uh, no one knows how the how the structure is going to work yet. I would if it was good, I'd pay for it for the real release. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Up front, probably. The problem I have with subscription stuff is it's no cheap enough for me. I think fifteen quid a month is rich. Well, that, well, that's that right, is yeah. not that's like, many things are that much. That's like a no, no, <laughs> come down a little bit now, haven't they? Like, that's like wow. Isn't yeah, it? wow started at fifteen. Yeah. I don't know what it is now, but Eve is the only one that's still like fifteen. <laughs> is it? I thought that dropped. Oh, it was fifteen euros, isn't it? Or yeah, so it's a little bit less than that. I don't think it. Anything. I'm not sure whether they did keep pounds or not. There was some annoyance with that, I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> Mainly just that the Americans are paying less. That was the main annoyance. Oh, right, yeah, typical. <laughs> but then again, the server is in, in London, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, they have a reason to pay less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite significant lag. It's the server in London. Yeah. It's not in uh, Iceland. Iceland. I thought it was a good place for servers. Because <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> yeah, and it's like geothermal power and shit. But and it's also further away from their flyways in Europe. Yeah, but it's closer to their flyways in... <laughs> yeah, they don't have a flyways in America. Yeah. They never did. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But then you might as well make, put it in continental Europe if everyone in Europe... You know, you might as well put it in Amsterdam or something. Well, London. Depends if London just has better connectivity internet-wise. Well, yeah. London's also closer to Iceland. <laughs> and that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Middle ground. They probably thought, ah, oh, that, that, that'll do. That was your Icelandic accent. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't even intentional. That'll do. Indeed. So you weren't playing much, Dan? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> you didn't play TF with us because you were boozing. I was boozing instead of TFing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played TF for so long, I have a feeling I'm going to go in and uh, I won't recognise any of the characters the or, or any of the guns. I'll be like, what the fuck is that? What's that? I don't know what that is. I'll be like ah. that. Uh, my brother joined us last night and he's very much like that at the moment. He never really got into it. Yeah. When it, he played it when it first came out, but he never really got into it. And now he's like, seriously, what the fuck? What is all this stuff? It's, I don't understand. It's kind of steep, isn't it? I have to yeah. say, if you're like n not played it before. Yeah. You know, I've played quite a bit, but it's been such a long time that I have a feeling there's going to be so many new weapons and stuff. And not that they're more powerful, it's just if you're not familiar with what they How do. How it works, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what was that? Like a Yeah. Okay. God, that thing's annoying. It's not 
that confusing though. No, it's not confusing, it's just <laughs> fucking long range. Apart from the bit where they do a tour and basically become invincible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really annoying. I haven't seen that for a while. It happened a lot when it first came out. Like, it's it's a plain, it's a, one of the sci-fi like drawn yeah. Hurt, like yeah. guns for the uh, pyro. I haven't seen anything other than screenshots of those things. The flagostinator, is flagostinator, flame gun. Yeah, um, yeah, and it just has insane range, and you can taunt the go like. Does it? That's the question. I think it's massive range. I don't know. I think, well, sometimes I've been caught by flames from miles away as well. Oh, true. The flames do seem kind of dodgy under lag conditions, but it's a uh, or normal conditions even. Yeah, it's like, but maybe it's. I think maybe like it has the flames have a travel time. I think then they like it takes a little while, little while for them to reach full range. Yeah. Whereas that thing probably doesn't. Maybe. It's probably just maybe flame in your face. Belly. Or just pure heat in your face, I suppose. Yeah. And it's also quite annoying that even the blue team's one is red. Yeah, that is annoying. Mm. <laughs> they usually change that sort of thing eventually. Or give it a slight hint, yeah. don't they? Like, like how a blue person on fire has like a bit of blue flame to him, doesn't he? Whereas the red guys on fire are almost entirely orange. Yeah. And it's, uh, they haven't done that with a phlegm gun. Mm. But it's... Well, it's not like the regular flamethrower has different colours of actual flame. So when you when the person no, catches suppose, on fire, I suppose not. Maybe that should as well. Yeah, maybe it just seems more annoying with this one. Well, there's more view obscuring with the new one. Somehow, somehow, actual flame is <laughs> is sort of easier to see through than this ridiculous red glow. Yeah. 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 So we're done. Uh, for me? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I haven't played. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> I know, I've been, uh, yeah. moving and, uh, no. working and, uh, not playing games, but I have Mass Effect 3 downloaded, so next time, plenty for me to How big about. is it? 10 gigs, I think. Standard. Wow, yeah. half the size of Rage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, with all those <laughs> mega <laughs> fucking textures? Yeah, Rage is like 20 gig. That was ridiculous. What was, what was the biggest one that I, what was huge that I downloaded recently? on Steam I can't remember something was absolutely Skyrim. oh no 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 I know no, I know I was massive fucking um, Shogun which I finally oh, yeah. played it was enormous oh, yeah. I can't remember how big it was but yeah I will get onto that by the way because <laughs> <laughs> you got it for my birthday and it's like yeah. halfway through the year like I because yeah. I when I had the demo and I, I was know. like Dad, you can play this, and then you're like, "Yes, I'm going to," and then that didn't, didn't have time. <laughs> but now I've got loads of time because I'm not commuting, so I can spend time in the evenings to play games. But first things first, Mass Effect and more Skyrim and stuff, and then yes, and The Witcher Two, and, and, and let's finish Portal Two's co-op. Yeah, it? yeah, okay, we can do that now. So anyway, nothing from me, but coming soon attractions. I want to talk about something controversial now. Holy <laughs> controversial. Fitness. I don't know if that's controversial. It's controversial for me. What? Con- <laughs> What's the controversial? What is your definition as of controversial? In, as in me doing fitness type things. I don't know. I don't know if that's controversial. You've done like, kickboxing, not- haven't you, and stuff? All kinds well, of- well, I suppose, but I'm still, I'd still consider couch potato status. And like my golf thing. and shit. Golf doesn't really count. You walk a long way. <laughs> Guess. Yeah, yeah. breaks. <laughs> Yeah. And laughing at other people's shots. It's aerobic and not, uh, what's it called? 
anaerobic. There was that stupid, ridiculous thing on the BBC like the other week, wasn't there, where it's like, in actual fact, we've done this research that yeah. says that you only need to exercise for like 30 seconds three times a week, and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, provided you don't eat anything. No, it's to do with like you have it's like thirty seconds of super vigorous. Like you get on an exercise bike and you just go as far as you can with all the you know, like arms and everything. <laughs> and if you do that, like, and then if you do that for thirty seconds and then pause and then do that for thirty seconds and then do that three times a week, apparently that's enough. I haven't actually watched this program. That was oh, what, so, so but that's to keep you from like when you're getting old or something from like being unable to maybe I don't well, know for like do a minute and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's recommended to do more than that. As exercise, but I mean, it was a horizon truth about exercise. Yeah, I don't so there you go. Yeah. It's official. It's from but, the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Be lazy. The BBC but, says it's okay. But how do you? You can't burn enough calories like that, surely? Well, probably you do have to like not overeat. It's not exercise to not make you to make you less fat. It's exercise to could keep your circulation healthy, probably. Yeah, yeah probably for the, yeah, for your heart, heart disease. the minimum amount of exercise required to yeah. live. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about it, because I've been... I think um, you might need... I don't know, but do you think from that angle... <laughs> you'd, it'll you be fine! Can hear you. Look at that spike! Okay. <laughs> Look at that spike as you lean closer to it. <laughs> anyway. Spike! Spike! Look, it's fine. <laughs> if Rob sounds like he's in another country, it's because he's leaning forward. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that because I think I sounded more in another country and I leaned back. Oh, well. It's like the, my, my levels are higher. Okay. Nah... Uh, no, I can't tell. Okay. Technical. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about your shape, fitness evolved 2012. My shape? That's what, shape that's, is what, that? that's what the game's called. It's called Your Shape. It's a shit name. They should have just called it Fitness Evolved 2012. That's a shit name as well. <laughs> yeah, but the first game was called Fitness Evolved. It's just like Halo Combat Evolved, but this is Your Shape, Fitness Evolved. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's a shitty subtitle. They should have called it. Exercises, twenty twelve. <laughs> Exercises. <laughs> Connect fitness. There you go. That's well, no, already, they already have a competitor in EA Active. Yeah, like, which is they they stole the good name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose Active isn't a bad name, and you know they probably didn't want to call it Fit really because it's you know the word Fit is now sort of associated with We Fit. But We Fit, not We Fit. We um, fit. I don't think people using an Xbox associate it with We Fit that much. Not. <laughs> I'm not sure there's much crossover in that market. But they kind of invent, like rein, reinvented the sort of games for fitness thing after basically DDR. And then it. no one cared. It's like if that was a fad for like a year or two. True. And because, now it's taken well, true gone. because its actual benefits were kind of. You know, we're always a bit skeptical about. You know, it's kind of interesting as a concept, but. You know, the advice it gave was dubious and the uh, the ratings, the, the, the sort of measurements it gave were kind of odd. You know, the, the sort of science behind it didn't stack up. Plus, there wasn't much to it, really, when you sort of boil it down. There wasn't really a lot there. Mm. It's like, sure, they made it better with Wii Fit Plus, but it wasn't really a complete package. Mm. It never was. Um, it was just kind of, oh, look, you can do this now. And it sold the fuck ton. Like, kind of... Unwervingly, really. And they never did anything with the... Unwervingly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word, that is. <laughs> These uh, words are rigid as that, unwervingly. Unwervingly. <laughs> yeah, it was unworthy. How would you say that? Unworthy? What? In, in that it was... In that it did something, but it wasn't worthy of it. 
Okay. Did something... That's why I said unworthingly. <laughs> yeah, I'm worthy of it. Yeah, I don't think you have to add some other words. I think <laughs> there is just one word that means that. There is now. Unworthingly. <laughs> unworthingly, yeah. Coined. <laughs> Bitches. Anyway, I'm extending this language. It's <laughs> But I have to say, I've been using this uh, Your Shape Shitness name. Shitness evolved. Shit, yeah. Shitly named 2012, which is the second of the the of Ubisoft the of the shitness games. Right, okay. Um, but actually, yeah, I mean, we're calling it shit. I'm just saying shitness here, but it's actually, it's actually pretty good, yeah. I have to say. I'm, I'm quite impressed. It's what, is, what kind of exercise does it get you to do? It is mostly aerobic. I'm not going to sort of lie. So oh, okay. it's, it's um, jogging on the spot and stuff. The, 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 that's one of the options, okay. yeah. There is a jog on the spot thing, which they've... Um, was, it was kind of a marketing ploy by them that they kind of advertised it as the run the world feature. Oh, okay. So you don't, it, it, although even that's kind of a bit weird because you're not really running the world. You're running, it tries to put you so that, you know, you know how we fit had the kind of island that you ran around and you ran around set routes and it's a right. vain attempt to keep you distracted. Right. Um, this game's attempt at keeping you distracted is to make you run through, um, very, bleached out the sort of like almost mirror's edge style city look right like to you know very basic rendering of mm-hmm. like of like famous cities like the middle of them and stuff and it will tell you about the landmarks as you run past them and mm. um, things like that. i'll tell you a bit about madison square garden and make a terrible name uh, how about how it sounds a bit like how it's known as msg and then relates it to the food msg uh, right food the food ingredient it's, like, okay. it's pretty corny in places, but that's his attempt, and it sort of works. You sort of stop thinking about it, and you just sort of go, "Ha ha, that's terrible!" And it's, but it serves its purpose and is working yeah. in a strange way. And they also throw in these like mid-run challenges, which are kind of interesting. So it's like you've got to run at this speed for or, you know, assumed speed for this amount of time. So it's like so it acts as a bit of interval training and things like that in the middle. And knees up challenge: how many times can you get your knees above a certain point within this time period, and you'll score extra points if you do so. And it's, okay. Uh, so it's got that. Uh, that was its marketing ploy. It does say the same things each time you run, though. So it's like it loses its point. And it's got yeah. like New York and London. And that's about it. And they're not really running the world. <laughs> I guess you're running these very specific areas. Right. Um, it's got a load of neat warm-up games that are kind of cool. The, the 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 most famous one that came back from the original was this wall breaker game, which is really cool, actually. Simple, because you literally just punch in front of you the block that's lit up. Um, trying to avoid the blocks that turn red, um, you know. So it's basically like like a really strange and unfocused like kickboxing training. Cause you know, never punching straight, but it's a uh, it's kind of cool actually. You sort of get into it, and the more you break, the more time, the longer it lasts. So the better you get, oh. uh, the sort of the more it forces you to do. And it gets more complex the harder difficulty level. Eventually, there's stuff to duck under, and it's um, and it works surprisingly well. Mm. Um, but when you move on to like like the uh, the majority of the like workout, you move away from the gamey stuff. Like the serious workout stuff is mostly aerobic. Like it will have you jogging on the spot, flailing your arms around like things. It will be like having you do lots of sumo squats that then jump into some sort of leg curl right. and things like that. It's quite intensive. Um, but generally, the pickup is really good. Like the fact that it's connect means that the game can give you really good feedback most of the time on what cool. you're doing wrong. Like if it do- thinks you're like getting tired, for instance, and no- it will notice your knee is dropping, right, and, exactly. and and stop scoring you on your knee raises and things like that, and say lift it higher, yeah, you got to do it. And then as soon as you start doing it, it goes, yes, that's better. And so, like that. so the vocal positive, the vocal positive. feedback is really quite good in the majority of the time. There are some exceptions, okay. 
And this one's fantastic because you'll hear it every time you do it. It's like the most easy thing to reproduce in the game. When you do, it has like ab programs. And obviously that involves a crunch of some kind or sit-up-based stuff. Yeah. Um, and the way the game does that is have you lie down on the floor sideways on. Right. So it can detect your knees and your head position accurately. Okay. Um, instead of going face onto the screen. The depth of the connect apparently isn't good enough to deal with that. Right. So you have to do it side on. But the game won't stop reminding you that you have to be side on. So yeah. before the thing starts, it will say like, um, the, the vocal will say like, right, make sure you face the same way as your coach. In a really cheery American yeah. lady voice, and then and then as you're doing it, like in the middle of the thing, that's it. Good stuff. Keep your head straight. Make sure to face the same way as your coach. We always face the same way as our coach on this one, <laughs> and it will just keep saying it. Oh, yeah, it's like way. shut up. And if you're in the middle of an ad program where you may have like six like of these routines in a row that involve saying on the floor, and it just keeps reminding you, it's like face the same way as your coach, and it's like I am. Shut up. So that's the one time it seems to go wrong. Okay. Did you try facing the exact opposite direction just to, make sure? <laughs> just to see what it does? Well, the, the on-screen prompts specifically say your head should be here and your feet should be here. Because the, the the way the game sort of tries to show you uh, another way of sort of making sure you're doing the right thing is the game creates a 3D model of you right. in the world. And it does it by using the camera yeah. and just trying to map it, you know, like a bit of cloth over you, essentially. Yeah. And it looks kind of funny because they make it shiny. So, okay. you, so you're like a weird, shiny, plasticine version of yourself, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of funny. But then it does mean, you, and there's a slight amount of lag in between what you're doing and what the on-screen yeah, of shows. Naturally, connect lag does exist. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's quite useful. But it also lets you see when the connect's getting things a bit wrong. Because um, the, the, the one I have the most problem with with the pickup is the crunch one. Like, even if I'm facing the same way as my coach, yeah. it still occasionally thinks I'm in the floor. Yeah, like and just moves me around. One time I was flying, and it, like, <laughs> and it thought my head was constantly above where it could possibly be, and it just wasn't registering anything. Worse than that is when you sort of disappear off the game completely, because the game has an automatic response to it losing you, which is to sit there for a few seconds and get, and and the vocal will go, "Hang on, I've lost you," mm. and um uh, and then the game will automatically pause after a short period, and it's like and when you're in the middle of a routine, it's like, "Fuck." Because you've, yeah, you've got to get up, you've got to stand up, make it recognise you again, mm. um, and then push the uh, push the resume button, get back on the floor because uh, it won't like count you in again, and just go back into it. And it's like that's really not. I had that happen to me like three or four times doing a routine. Yeah, one time, which is that's fucking irritating. Yeah, that's, that's really. And one time, in fact, it fucked up the interface and in that it couldn't pick me up again once I stood up. Oh. Which that's, was a bit of a problem. Good, so it essentially you have broke to walk it. out and walk back. I had in. to walk. Yeah, I had to walk out of shot. Um, make make it complain again that it had lost me, and then walk back in, and then right. it picked me up again. Yeah, and I could start again, and then it promptly broke again a few minutes later. Oh, great! It's like so it wasn't good with the crunches. Some days it works perfectly. Don't get me wrong, but every yeah, yeah. now and then it has a complete wobbly with the crunch system. Yeah, um, which is a shame because um, that is really the only massive flaw that the game has is that is is that exercise mm. in particular. Um, everything else is pretty good. Um, it's got a nice um, suggestion mode, which okay. is worthwhile. And like, so one of the first things I did was to put in an objective, as it calls it, and you say, and you tell it what you want to do. It gives you a little quiz. So it's like, I am a couch. But I literally said, I am a couch potato, and I want to lose the muffin top. Right. <laughs> so those were the options it gave me that seemed most appropriate. <laughs> Fair and enough. it goes right. You need to do this three times a week for at least half an hour with at least half an hour of activity. That excludes menu time specifically and uh 
and do, do, carry on with this for four weeks and we'll see where you're at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then it flags up a load of like um, activities in the menu that that think that it thinks would be suitable for your goal. Okay. And uh, and at the intensity level that's suitable for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you, so you stick to the flagged ones most of the time. And they're, they're just about what I can manage most right. of the time. So it's well pitched. Like, yeah, by the end of like an 18, like most of them are like 18 minute shape and burns that it suggests, which is a mix of cardio and... Mm. Uh, and the uh, area of your body that you pick from the menu, mm. um, and they can they last about eighteen minutes most of the time, and they're like by the end of that I'm dying. Yeah, it's like fuck it out. And then at that point I realised, oh shit, I've still got to do twelve more minutes before I meet my half hour quota. Fuck. <laughs> it's like it's proving just how unfit I am. <laughs> yeah, but it gets easier. In theory, it should get Quite easier quicker. as I go yeah, along. It's yeah. like a yeah. I think that that genuinely works. Yeah. And also you get more, like, used to it. You get, like, endorphins and stuff from the exercise. And then you're like, oh, yes, I shall do more. At first it's like, oh, God, I don't know. I've never really had the good exercise feeling that people talk about. But at the end of exercise, I just feel, fucking hell, I feel horrible. I do not enjoy that. I hate that feeling of, especially, I'm not too bad with the feeling of being physically tired, like my muscles being aching and things like that. I hate the out of breath sensation. Right, yeah. Like okay. when you when you've when you've been doing a lot of cardio stuff and you're like <gasps> Yeah. I hate that so much. Yeah. Like it's horrible. But it's an unfortunate necessity <laughs> yeah. of like it's just the way things work. Yeah. And well, it's a, I, I just don't like it. And it's I can't get over that, so I'm good. But saying that, other than the week where I was a bit ill and then managed to cough so hard that I hurt my back for a few oh, days yeah. um quite badly. Um, I've stuck with it, doing it every other day. Cool. And it's like, that's something I can't say I really did for, with We Fit. I didn't stick with it quite this yeah. religiously. Admittedly, you know, I've had more time perhaps to do it. Having, yeah, but um, even so, it's obviously got some kind of hook to it that's... Yeah, that's there's something about it. It just, it just works. And there's much there's much more to do than mm. We Fit. Like the... Um, a, a, a typical routine, for instance, that you say is it one of these eighteen-minute sessions. Yeah, there's usually about six of them per category. So you'll have like your your main ab workouts, which just do the abs, but then you'll have those, I say, these shape and burn ones that go with them. And there's about six of those of various intensities and lengths. And then there's always the extreme training option on the end, which is like more than half an hour, often at maximum intensity. Yeah, should you, you really wish if to you go feel for like it. it? Yeah, yeah. And the game even has specific like boot camp style ones as well which are like really intense really long sessions and mm. and like what they call the sports preparation mode and things like that that try to do so the variety of the actual activities the game gets you to do is really quite big right okay um like the, the way it sort of organizes a routine is you'll go into it and it splits them in, well i say a routine a program we'll call them a program because mm-hmm. um, the game splits them into routines what it calls routines in the middle of a program so you'll do and those are in three parts. So you'll do one exercise, then a bit like a like a short break while it shows you how to do the next one, uh-huh. like with a little like uh, call out little animation of someone doing it. Um, and then you do that one, and then you do a third one, and then you get a slightly longer break at the end of that, and that's called the end of the routine. Right. And then it moves on, the screen rolls up, and then you get the next set of three exercises that it's going to make you do, mm. um, and things like that. And it carries on like that. So an eighteen minute one, for instance, will have about eight of these. So you've done like 24 odd, um, 24 different things by the time you reach the end of it. Not necessarily different, some of them repeat depending on the routine, but mm. it's a, 
but it keeps you going. And it's like, in a way, it's a nice way in my in, in in my head of knowing how far I've got through it. So I can sort of like <laughs> do the stupid thing and put a percentage marker on it on my head so it doesn't sound so bad. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm like fifty percent of the way through. That's 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 good. I can do this. And then, uh, like for me, like the golden mark is when there's a ca- there's a timer on screen as well. It's like the approximate time to finish, right? As well, which is really cool because then when it comes down to the three minute mark, it's like, oh, thank God, I can do three minutes. Yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna like, get there. Like, well, yeah, when I hit three minutes, it's like I'm fine. I can finish this, uh, which is which is kind of nice. It's like the, I just like the whole aesthetic as well. It's really well well put together. Like the very clean sort of. It's kind of clinical in places, but it sort of pops things up depending on what you're doing. So the cardio area is different from the from the uh, toning area, for instance, like very slight uh, aesthetical differences. It'll gives you a percentage score on how much you nailed of the, the particular exercise. It gives you a score as well based on like, if you can perfect chain moves together oh, cool. and things like that. So it's kind of appealing to the gamer in me to, to kind of chain stuff gamification, together. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just all works. The whole thing is, it does, it, you know, the, the visuals do what it says and it informs and distracts. So you're like actually kind of entertained a little bit by what's going on. Has yeah. this really neat effect when you go out of Connect's range because it, then it sort of cuts off the image of you, but then makes it go all fuzzy and sort of like the particles start peeling off from where it can't, <laughs> from where it can't see you. Yeah. And so it, it's really obvious when you've gone out of sensor range and it looks cool at the same time. Awesome. So it's like, um, yeah, a lot of the workout areas happen with like blossom flying by and things like that. So when it, the camera shifts to another area, like you just get these little blossom leaves and nice and calming. When you're doing the sort of, it's got Tai Chi in there as well. So when you're doing that, it puts you, so it makes it so you're standing on water during a sunset oh, cool. and things like that. It's just really nice presentation, and I'll even go as far as to say the sound is good as well because yeah. the um, because the uh, the way the interval training is designed, it sort of tells you beforehand what the BPM is of the thing you're doing, yeah. and it'll play like like dance music to go with it to sort of say you should keep to this rhythm and things like that as you go through. Mm-hmm. But there's actually really quite a lot of variation in the music. It's like it all it's all the same sort of stuff. Yeah, but when you sure. start listening to it. It's like it never plays yeah, the yeah like between two routines at the same speed, for instance. Then the next one will have a different mix of the same sort of song that you had before. Mm-hmm. So it's, like it's, it's even yeah, that's yeah, even that's music. well done. Awesome. And it's like so it's actually really quite impressive package. I would recommend actually. It's like oh, well, I've never said that about anything remotely fitnessy before, but this works. Okay. It's, it's yeah. Okay. For connect then. So yeah. Sixty only. Uh, it wouldn't make sense on any other platform. Yeah, I don't suppose you could get it for Connect for Windows. <laughs> no. Or, yeah. But yeah, I, I just had to bring it up because I've been playing it. It's a game, technically, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's... But, yeah, and it, and it actually works, and I'm sticking with it. Okay, so, good to hear. I, I, will, I will inform you if I find myself giving up. We'll see how long that works. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> that was the and I'll probably forget, silent. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, maybe it should be your guys' job to remind me. Like, it's like, how, how's it? How's it going? I'm still on it. That's good. Moving on. I think we'll leave that to name. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Good stuff. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I had another flaw in my head. Actually, I think I, I think I found another. There was another bug that I managed to make it do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, oh, I want to talk about the menus actually in a strange way. Okay. Because you know how the you envisage using a sort of like a, a hand gesture interface. The one, the one thing you never really sort of like imagined, I suppose, was the hover yeah. thing that you have and to do. Hover and wait. This is a... The, the Dance Central doesn't do Yeah, exactly. The slap menu on yeah. the Dance Central. But this has quite a cool implementation as well because you, you, you do have... You do, there's very slight hovers. 
but you can browse across the menu quite freely by just waving your hand around. It doesn't actually select anything. Selection only occurs when you then push your hand forward yeah. once you've been in that area, and it just works. Right. And yeah. There's a very slight delay, so make so it makes sure that you, you, the push was actually what you meant to do. Yeah. But it's quicker than most sort of like selection things, and it just works. It's great. You've got like a <laughs> a really blobby sort of representation of your hand as you sort of move around the menu. You sort of can see where you're going, whether it's where it is in depth. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Actually, it works really well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a good implementation of a Connect menu. Nice. It's like that looks like what they that was another. I'm not sure if it was GDC, but it was some Microsoft thing. Then there's that MechWarrior game. Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily MechWarrior. A Mech game. What, <laughs> I think it was Mech Armored Core. Oh. Because that's coming out soon. But it's, 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 it's a Mech, Mech game. That's... Like Hawken or something, is it? No, it's not Hawken. <laughs> I know it's not Hawken. <laughs> but it's it's on it's on the Xbox, but it's it's Connect and Gamepad. Oh, right, yeah. So it actually uses a normal gamepad for, is like, it, some controls still, and has Connect features as well. Doesn't Steel Battalion do that? Is it the new Steel Battalion? I think that might be. It uses it. the Connect. Ooh. Because they basically <laughs> wanted to be able to have... Like the unnecessarily complicatedness of all mech, because it's like you, yeah, you but... obviously you do the like you know driving and shit with this, but then you have like all the other things you can do, like pull down the periscopes, <laughs> go, to, <laughs> yeah. go to sniper mode, uh-huh. or like a, or like an actual physical thing in the cockpit where you can like open it and then mash the eject button. <laughs> That's quite a good solution to because of course for the original Xbox you needed a controller for Steel Battalion, so, so instead like a hundred pounds worth of controller yeah. just for that game. Instead, we'll and do... to find that it was the hardest of the hardcore. Yeah, it took ten game. minutes to start your engine. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you got you got quick at it after a while. Yeah, like, I remembered the sequence and the tick 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 tick. Right, we're up, we're good. But then just then just sort of got brutalized by the levels being really really hard. Right. Yeah. But it's a bit like in like Microsoft Flight Simulator where you can look at things and click them. Yeah. It activates the actual control. But this time with connects, you can like pull. Yeah. Pull the ejection handle or something. I don't know. Fuck. They'd have have to be damn sure that it's it's hard not to do the actions accidentally. Yeah. Especially in Steel Battalion where like the precision is was quite important. We shall see. I'm sure it'll be fairly ridiculous. I'm sure it'll be. Not nearly as hardcore as, <laughs> as you know, previous mech games, if, the, if they're trying to implement connect, connect in any kind of way, really. In fact, just having connect in your game pretty much means it's going to be simpler. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so inherently, that's sort of a perception. I reckon it would be a good experiment, because I, I kind of think that perhaps the, the, the connect gamepad exp- gamepad combination could do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do with just a gamepad. Like, yeah. Yeah, vocal commands are an obvious one that some games have experimented with to mixed mixed uh, success. Um, I think it could because yeah, but, you know, the actual, game you could hold it. a controller and do something yeah. else, can't you? But I suppose Connect does have difficulty with sitting sometimes. Yeah, they're working on that stuff, aren't they? Yeah, but so it seems like they've... Microsoft have been trying to, well, at least initially with the initial Connect push, and even recently, it's like you are the controller you do not need a controller. So they've kind of pushed yeah. developers away from doing something that could actually be cool. That could actually work, yeah. yeah. Because of their marketing. And and I think perhaps because they're worried about crossover with what the Move is attempting, isn't it? Where, it's, you know, both the Wii and the Move have this concept of a controller that you hold in order to do more things in yeah. the game. So Despite the fact that perhaps, you know, the, the, the simulation of your hand grippiness that some, like, the Wii and Move games sort of do... Is completely lost on Connect. You know? Yeah, it's like some of that would be 
Nice, just for tactileness. For a golf club. Yeah. <laughs> or even the bowling simulator, you know, so you get the proper release point. Because Connect doesn't really know when you're releasing the ball, does it? It has to make an assumption. Well, even well, the Minority Report too... had, like, little gloves, didn't it? Like, the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to, yeah, you had to wear a three-fingered glove, didn't you, for those, where it was, like, yeah. these, yeah, your, uh, your thumb and your... Is it ring? Is I don't know. Yeah, necessarily. No, it's not the ring finger. Yeah, it's, it's not the ring finger. Yeah. So why, why would that need that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he it, doesn't actually touch the screen. He well, pinches, doesn't he? And well, to grab well, it's like, it's like, like a hollow screen, isn't things. it? So it's like a hollow screen, so I suppose he needs it perhaps for like some sort of camera to be able to pick. You know, because at the, the time, I suppose, the closest thing they had was those IR things where there'd be some reflective point on a, on a glove or something that a camera would see and that would be how they're sort of perhaps thinking oh this is the future we'll build on that I suppose multi-touch capacitive touchscreens didn't exist and obviously, <laughs> That's true. And obviously like connect style functionality cameras. didn't yeah. really exist or maybe they're, maybe they're like magnetised or something so it's force feedback who knows how <laughs> that would be cool what you get haptic feeling ha- haptic from haptic hollow screen yeah. yeah awesome you kind of need it, probably. <laughs> that's, the, that's the classic problem with that kind of interface, particularly with holograms. It's like, if you don't have something you can touch, that just makes it difficult. <laughs> there was a video on uh, uh, Reddit today, which was Microsoft Research, and it wasn't, they hadn't really solved the problem. They were just demonstrating what it would be like if they had solved the problem. Okay. But it was like, what would happen if you reduced the latency on a touchscreen? And uh, how much more natural it is to it, when you move something that it doesn't lag behind. Oh, I see. Uh, and how much more natural it is to like draw a squiggly line when it actually is one to one. So that even if you move your hand at one meter per second, your finger mm. at one meter per second, it still tracks it. Mm. Whereas it currently it, it doesn't. I think it's pretty good how it is, but it's like a hundred milliseconds, so it's actually quite long. Um, yeah, that's 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 quite a lot for a gamer. Yeah, hundred milliseconds is quite epic. So they were demonstrating what it'd be like if it was one millisecond. Mm. It's like this is pretty sweet. I hope they can fix, manage to do this in the next. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like, although we've got the ability to do it, and a lot of people don't notice it. It's like it's one of those things, isn't it? I think if you once you have found something better, yeah, you understand what so the difference is. Yeah, yeah, but because we haven't really had a difference in the tech since it came out, no. No one's got anything to compare it against. Yeah. So everyone thinks it's fine. I still think it's amazing that when you... I, in, in, I marvel at the... I know it's obvious now and all touchscreens do it, but the fact that you can shake your finger about and when you stop shaking on a, on an iPhone, when you're dragging a page around, where your finger is is where it was on the screen initially. Like, it tracked it perfectly. Like, if you put your finger on a certain point in an image and then you move it around really quick mm. and then... It hasn't lost it. Oh, I see, yeah. It hasn't drifted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's really impressive. I mean, it's... I suppose, it does, does that work on iPhone? Because presumably you have, to, you have to stay within the screen boundaries. Yeah, you, were, you do <laughs> yeah. have to stay, but I still think it's quite cool that it Because the only, the only way to truly do that is to have the entire panel, regardless of other stuff in the yeah. way, be touch-responsive. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how um, Microsoft want to do that in Windows 8, to have sort of like out of... Was it that? What was it Windows? Actually, now think about it, it might have been like, WebOS or something like that tried right. it, but anyway, there are, there are companies experimenting with bezel touch. So you like a drag from outside the screen, for instance, means something different. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so the whole so the whole bezel is a is a touch screen, and there's no dead zone. Yeah, or well, not a touch screen, but touch sensitive. You touch sensitive yeah. area, yeah. So that's, 
Yeah, so the, so there is no dead zone, meaning that there's more mm. cap- more more responsiveness and less accidental stuff. Mm. In theory, I suppose that means how it you know, depends how much they make the outer bezel do because presumably you've got to hold it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> yeah, they must have to ignore. So yeah, so that, yeah, there must be a problem there of getting it to ignore certain things. Mm. Ignore the giant thumb in the corner. Yeah. Touch screens. Oh yeah, tablets. Tablets. Pills. Pills. Pills here. Pills here. I'm grab pills. Pills. Was it, there's that one thing that Coach said every now and then in Left 4 Dead 2. He's like, I know one thing. I'm grab pills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We should play that as well. Yeah, that's true. That's, that is true. We never played enough. We just need kippers and we'll have four. Has he got Left He's got the Xbox version. Oh, no. If he gets PC, we'll be sources. <laughs> well, for a team. Sort of. Team. We don't want to be us three and one random dude. Yeah. Off the internet. Although that can be funny. <laughs> Randoms yeah. do make that game kind of both entertaining and frustrating at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> it does make lead to some hilarious conversation. Or we just leave him to die at the tank, you know. <laughs> like, bye. Bye, see ya. So you've been playing anything else, or is that your, your lot? Um, Pretty much. Still a bit more rage. Mm-hmm. Getting near the end of that. My opinion hasn't really changed. I did meet some Russians. So <laughs> there's still more gangs to discover, yeah, as right. it turns out. Another British gang. The yeah. Russian gang. You come across the Russians, the gearheads, as they're called. Plenty of John Goodman? Put a lot better him? No, I think John Goodman's only at the start of the game. Ah, right. Shame. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, he's, he's not in it anymore. The, car, the Most of the cast basically changes at the sort of like two thirds point. Oh, the right. Okay. So there's no, there's no John Goodman. I've done all the races now. Well, because I've got the achievement for it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's all the races. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got a fully tricked out ride. Feedback. And his ride. And his ride. <laughs> so it's, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still good. Gunplay's still solid. I think it's possibly suffering slightly from being... I know it's weird me saying this, but it might actually just be too long. I'm really? like 12 hours in. Yeah. That's and quite, and, and yeah. there's still quite a bit left. Hmm, that's kind of classic, isn't it? A bit more. Because they tend to be eight hours now, don't they? Yeah. Like Syndicate's probably about that. Maybe, I think I've just got used to it now is the problem. Yeah. It's like, it's a, like Bioshock. I felt the same way. Like, that, only, that took me like 10, maybe 12 hours as well. But that has and that, RPG that, that, elements. True, but it did sort of start to feel draggy a bit. Yeah. And there is a lot of backtracking in or a reasonable amount of backtracking yeah. in Bioshock because to clear an area you kind of have to go around the houses a bit to like do everything that's there because um, I kind of felt that Deus Ex Human Revolution felt a little bit short but I think that's just because Deus Ex the first one was so incredibly long yeah it was really very long but yeah it, it, it's, I don't know the, the races do get more interesting towards the end thankfully there seems to be more tracks and then fewer races that use them yeah weirdly it's like, so at the start of the game, you seem to be doing all the races on, like, one, maybe two circuits quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the game, it was like, oh, here you go, have a load more, have a few, have a quite a few more circuits. And, uh, oh, and then there's one race on them or something. It's like, there you go, you're done. All races complete. Yeah, that's, that's a bit weirdly paced. Mm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of neat. I do, I do like the setting of Rage. It's quite, it's quite nice. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sort of, ple- I'm always pleasantly surprised by things in it. Is the nice thing, sort of like that's actually quite good. Well, that's quite good as well. 
It's a uh, uh, surprisingly pleasing game. I'm not entirely sure where a lot of the criticism comes from. Is my thing like Rage kind of had that that critical reception of being um, you know quite pretty, but not much there in terms of the gameplay. It's just and because it's, uh, it's like it's fine. It's cl- it's, yeah. it's you know. I, it's kind of classic, I suppose, mm. in gameplay, but I, I'm not entirely sure what's wrong with That's that. That's nothing wrong with that, yeah. If you know what I mean, it's like it's it, it may not be pushing many boundaries in terms of the gameplay, but it's it's well put together. It's the gunplay is fun, yeah, and it's a uh, it's hard to fault as I've said. Maybe before, it's just it's... because it games used to be this big epic event when they maybe. Now... But I, I think that's kind of unfair on them, yeah. really. It's yeah. like yeah, sure they they they're out of prominence, I suppose. Now they've lo- they've lost their uh, well, for starters, they had to make this with they made this primarily for consoles. Yeah, you know the Xbox version, and it is as I mentioned before, it's a technical feat that this thing can run at sixty frames per second on an Xbox and look as good as it does. Yeah, um, not that I'm playing it on Xbox, but you know what I mean. It's um, the 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 PC, the PC version has obviously had to make some concessions because of that. I'm sure they could have made it 40 gigs if they wanted and made like oh, ridiculous so, amounts yeah. of like made the textures twice as sharp if they wanted to. Mm. Um, but they chose not to because it would be mad. <laughs> 40 gigs worth of game. Wow, that that's like a, you know we're probably that's, we're probably a few years from that now yeah. as the norm. But it's... I think I would I would rather play Rage than Call of Duty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, and I wouldn't call you crazy for saying it. Yeah. Rage is fine as a game. It's uh, it's pro- yes, I, I, I actually, I really like the gunplay, and it's because I, I think the AI is far more convincing than CODs. And mm. Kipper's agreed with me last week. It's kind of he, you know, the, the, they're a bit robotic in Call of Duty. Run yeah. forward, find some cover, shoot at you a yeah. bit. Whereas these guys will, if you've taken out a few of their mates, they'll run away yeah. for a bit and find a different piece of cover to try and surprise you from. And uh, which gets more effective, I think, as the game goes on, because some of the enemies blend into the environment a bit better. Like the Russians, for instance, their brown armor and their brown environment. It's kind of like sometimes it's hard to see where they actually are. And uh, so when they fall back, it's like, oh, fuck, I've got to find them again now. Hmm. And it's, uh, uh, I don't know, it's good. That's all I can really say. It's cool. good. It doesn't, okay. it, I don't think it deserved the reception it got. <laughs> hmm. As long as we enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, rest of world. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good time. Play some rage. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot some dudes in the face. Bang for the buck. Get a shotgun. Yeah. Feels good, man. Oh, my God. Sorry, we've managed to fill out the time, man. Eh? <laughs> we just <laughs> off. I don't know what we actually talked about. But <laughs> news! News! Lots of news. Yes, indeed. I kind of want to play some Sim City now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mainly sucks because, like, I can never decide whether I prefer base Sim City for or with the expansion. I know, I know. Is Rush Hour really worth it? It's the trouble is that like it, it adds the awesome things. Yeah, where where well, there's like the awesome the like advanced query tool where it shows you the literal routes, routes people drive yeah. to work and stuff. So you can see they're being retarded all the time. Yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the problem. It's like it reveals this information, but then you realise that it's actually like SimCity is really not very. It's, where's the intelligence? It's like yeah, the classic problem I have with SimCity Four is where where 
you come, you're coming down this straight road and you're like, you're going to your workplace, which is on the, on the left, and you come to a junction and it's a regular road and it goes to the left, and then one square further forwards, there's a highway that goes to the left, but you drive along the regular road because it's nearer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you idiot! <laughs> like, highways are meant to be higher capacity, and you drive faster, why do you not prioritise that? I actually looked this up on, uh, <laughs> I happen to be on a page on Wikipedia for this phenomenon, it's called rat running. Yeah. And they're actually, there's a whole bunch of things they do to, to stop people doing it like uh, you know traffic calming and like there are some streets which are like you may not turn left during these hours yeah and oh, yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of things yeah so if you had could deploy some of that stuff in SimCity well then that's eventually when I'm in my later cities in Russia, Russia I started being doing ridiculous things where I was just designing cities that had no routes except for the best route yeah. where it's like like, fuck you! I, I'm bulldozing this one square. Well, yeah, it was like I build my, like my standard like eight by eight blocks all yeah. over the city, but then kind of remove all the roads so that you could own so that all the individual blocks filtered onto one slightly better road, and then that one slightly better road led up to the highway. It's like screw your pathfinding. I'm going to make this so you can only go with the proper route. Yeah, which worked, but then that started to get bogged down eventually because because. That was the it was the classic problem where it's like if you're fighting against the AI, eventually it just somehow kind of breaks and it's like what, ah! and then it just like your city gets like random bits start getting abandoned and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just had a thought. Didn't you want to talk about that sexual harassment thing? I did, but I can't remember exactly what the guy said, so uh, I wouldn't want to. Okay, I can say this. So I can tell you what the uh, circumstance was. So it was a. Uh, uh, it was an event that Capcom were holding, a live reality show thing over the internet right. for uh, the impending release of Street Fighter Cross Tekken. <laughs> it was did, called... they, did they just have a fight live? Yeah, basically. Well, no, not, they... not a fight fight. fight. They played they the played game. The game. Yeah. And they, had like, kind of style. they had like Team Street Fighter and Team Tekken, right? And uh, and so this was rolling footage, so there was a lot of stuff of p- fights, but there's also interviews in between. And basically, the leader of Team Tekken it was a complete dick, basically. <laughs> and he had one, he had a, a girl on his team, and he kept during the matches and stuff, he kept asking inappropriate questions and stuff. <laughs> and so that you know, and saying what's your bra size and all this stuff, <laughs> so that was not very nice. And then uh, and then an interviewer was like, well, asked her questions like, you know, do you think the community is you know, there could be problems or it's unwelcoming yeah. or whatever. And she said, well, yeah, I'd look at what's happening today. Or, oh, this isn't very, I don't appreciate this. And then the, they started asking the guy, do you think that some of this stuff is inappropriate? And, and so he had this argument that no, in the context of the fighting game community, this stuff is not inappropriate and it would actually be ethically wrong to deny their rights to act like douchebags, basically, because it's what? the fighting game. He basically said, this isn't StarCraft. Well, not... In StarCraft, everyone's, like, reasonable to each other, but this is the fighting game community. It's built on, like, hood spirits. It's not... all about, like... It's like, that's not exactly... Well, apart from the bit where he sort of calls out StarCraft directly, it's, yeah. like, it's just generic sort of, like be in your face attitude, just like Xbox Live, how you have screaming 14-year-olds. It's just... That's essentially what it is. It's just that he's attached it yeah. to a specific community like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. He just said... It was basically... The, the interview was like... Well, on Xbox Live, you generally don't ask everyone what how big their boobs are. Yeah. 
Well, the, what? He was what saying, are you talking about? Of course you do. Have you not <laughs> ever been on the internet? Yeah. As soon as there's any hint of a woman. <laughs> That's the first thing they ask. <laughs> you know, I've never actually come across it's, that. It's completely unacceptable. But, like, he was saying, like, the interview was like, well, I've seen, like, somebody watching a fight with uh, a woman, uh, female, fight, character. female character, mm. you know, scantily clad female character, getting beaten up by t- whatever, you know, another character. Fact and like. saying, yeah... You know, fuck, rape, rape the bitch, rape her, or whatever, as like in the crowd, or whatever. As like, yeah, beat her up, or whatever. And that's like horrible. And, uh, and you think that's, I'm like, he said, do you think that's acceptable? And he said, yes, it's totally acceptable. And then he tried to justify it in the context of fighting games. I suppose people would say that, and like while watching while watching a fight, but yeah. you know when you're talking about a character, that's a very different thing to actually talking to the, the lady next to you. That's true, but it's the atmosphere, isn't it? If there's ladies in the room and you're doing that to the character and you're mm. using those words, I don't know. Context like, is important here, but yeah. yeah. But and he was out of context. He's yeah. misunderstood. I think you know he he he's obviously associating an actual person with a character, and that's yeah, that's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah. Still, I don't know, it, it, but I—I I, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, he's a massive douchebag," but I can see how. I'm not defending him. By no, the way. I was trying no. to say that he's yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think I kind of think that maybe there is an aspect of fighting games just because of the way that women are portrayed in the games that kind of perhaps yeah. maybe contributes somewhat to yeah, yeah, the yeah. End mentality of to teenagers who grow up playing them. So yeah. it's the distortion of women thing again. You know? Exactly. Well, you're like you're punching women for a start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that. But if it's equal opportunities, you can punch anyone you like. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that is that issue. Okay. And uh, we are at the end of this uh, podcast. Happy, happy. (laughs) So sorry to end on a downer, but yeah, uh, I'm going to have some apples, uh, some skittle sours though. Have some apples. At least people are up in arms about it, so I think that's a good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. It's not like the internet just agreed. No, it's a responsible uh, gaming community on the whole. Oh, check it out, purple purple skittle sour, purple skittle time. Yes. So catch us next time on the podcast, broadcasting from another location. Oh, that's so good. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ha 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 